applause. FBI, open up! Oh, we're good? Okay. I think it's working. I, it says record now, but it didn't for a second. Okay. Well, we already clapped, so... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Alphabet agencies. <laughs> Welcome back. We have a guest today. Yes, we do. That's different. <laughs> we have Malumbo. Malumbo is the first guest ever on Hello Alphabet agencies, and currently he is the last guest. First and last guest until <laughs> the, As of feds, now, until the feds might shut us guest, down So soon. I will... Um, I'll give Malumbo. I'll give Malumbo a chance to tell us a little about himself. What's good, everybody? Yo, 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 yo! Malumbo here, aka Black Halle Berry, aka Prince Knocking the Third, aka Ho Chi Minh with DBC, aka Thomas Kid Cudi, aka, aka, aka I'm loved by AKAs. Uh, to all communists uh, who are listening, I'm also known as a great white hope. If you know, you know. What's good, y'all? Uh, what's good, y'all? For not talking communists, if we're not talking communism, then what we're really talking about? What's good? What's good? Nothing. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Did you like the, the uh, patriotic music? Did, it, did that come through nah, for everyone? I loved it. We got the soundboard cooking today. It's a good day. It's yeah, a good episode. We tried to do the soundboard uh, before, and it would like randomly work because uh, we're using Riverside to do this. And Riverside, but I, I had to if make... I'm being completely honest, is dog shit. Yeah, no yeah, promo. The soundboard for that. didn't work. Out of it. Yeah, so we figured yeah. that out today, and so now we have... She, she said she might go a little off the rails. Yeah, no, I, I apologize in advance if there's an abundance of sound effects. I'm really excited that it's working today. But yeah, I did, it, in preparation for Malumbo, I did uh, grab a couple sound bites that we'll throw in today from the Jubilee video that he was recently a part of. Um, so let's just, we'll, we'll just throw a couple of these up. I think you'll like these. Uh, make your points uh, Hannah, and let me make it back. Hannah, Hannah, the, the... And then you're going to try to say it's too spicy for me. No, I got you. Like, <laughs> no, I got you. And I know we're going to talk, we're going to talk, talk a lot about, about this video, I'm sure. But this was, I think this was my favorite, uh, one of your favorite, or my favorite lines of yours, Malumbo. Our dollar doesn't mean fucking shit. Our sorry. dollar does mean something. <laughs> and the way, our dollar does mean something. Dude, oh, I just yeah, sent me. You're so right. Money is invented. <laughs> He's on the verge of tears. It's imaginary. So, the, there's a clip. Was I don't know if you said it or someone said it. It was like, oh, come on, Cam, or oh, Cam. The way you, yeah. the way you, whoever said oh, Cam or something was so funny. So. Dude, it felt like, like we said when we were chatting right before this, you were the only one, in our opinion, that just did not miss during that episode. It was... Uh, really funny to watch you at times like try to gentle parent them in my opinion it was yes. like it was fucking hilarious <laughs> gentle parent is such a great way to put it i love that <laughs> yeah. that's really what it felt like well what else can you do when you're just getting hit at like 150 miles per hour with some of the craziest shit you've ever heard i expected don't get me wrong i expected some pretty some pretty out of touch stuff but Having it right in front of your space, especially when you're supposed to be capitalists, you're told so often when you're on this side, the capitalists are just like, these These were the kings. They were kings. They, they, they were the colonizers, the emperors. I'm like, okay, I'm about to meet some of the smartest guys in the world. And I get confronted with Ty Lopez. Um, I get confronted with Cam, who barely finished high school. He didn't even get his GED. Um, oh, fun fact. They didn't put that, they didn't put that in the episode. I told, I, mm. I said in the episode, I went to law school. They cut that. They cut that? That's very Yeah, 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 check, yeah, check the degree in the back. Check the degree in the back, yo. 
Um, that is very and interesting, Hanna, and, <laughs> and Hannah, who is uh, who's spouting literally a different definition of capitalism every 15 seconds she has, just to make because essentially her argument was uh, everything good is capitalism, everything bad is socialism. You know, exactly. the Confederacy yeah. were the antebellum yeah. Marxist Leninists, apparently. You know? <laughs> Loved capitalism. The reason why she has a different definition every time is because she doesn't actually know what it is. And it's you know? kind of and like I, a fantasy concept that's ever changing yeah, and, and molding the, to just, I don't know, whatever fits their argument. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't really be, like, educated on capitalism and defend it in good faith without coming off as, like, a total asshole. I feel like, you, you, no, no, you're definitely valid. I've always, um, I've slightly argued a new recent point that capitalists and anybody in the right wing would be way funnier if they were just more dead ass. I feel like my far right and right wing person in my own political spectrum videos are funnier and more truthful than the actual far right and right wing. They would come across way better. I'm just like, Hannah, if if you believe that money money makes you genetically superior to somebody else, just say it, bro. I swear to God, <laughs> right? your, your fan base will appreciate the honesty. Like, your fan base believes this. They just want you to believe it. My fan base already knows that you believe this. Like, this is... Make it easier for both sides, you know? The true yeah. centrist position. I have a question about the uh, the people on the capitalist side. Um, the question is, how? what was their definition uh, of capitalist? Was it just somebody who, like, believes that that is the best economic model? Or were they, like... Because when I hear the word capitalist, like, I see Ty Lopez, and I think he's a capitalist because he has capital and does the stuff that a capitalist does. Were the other two, did they, like, own businesses or something? Like, did you find anything out about them? Uh, again, Cam uh, still lives with his parents. Uh, <laughs> so he's not a capitalist. Is what it, like, no, no. They didn't he, even cast the video. Okay, they're, they're, like, they're LARPing. They're alarming. No, it's like, how, how that are you going to say that be. you, like, benefit so much from capitalism and, like... Dude, they're act actors. I think they're all actors. Holy shit, I think all of them are actors, <laughs> bro. Like, they're all fakers. None of them are real people. They know that they, they're like mini Ben Shapiro. They know what they're saying is bullshit, dude. I'm so over this. I'm pretty sure all of it is just BS at this point. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Hannah works for the Hill, and um, no, uh, you know, because you're valid. Uh, low key, I'm pretty sure the capitalists. I saw it from a million miles away. These motherfuckers are trying to get a job. Sorry if you're gonna have to bleep me out there, but yeah. It, no, we don't. Like, bleep see it from a capitalist position. We don't bleep. Like, they know. They know that this right wing ass channel will edit them in their favor. Um. I remember even behind the stage, uh, even though Eddie felt pretty good about our performance, we all felt pretty good. The communists were like, we won this shit. Uh, he hesitated and said, well, we're just going to have to see the edit. And that was the only time I saw Cam the capitalist smile. Because he, know, he knows the game. He knows what's up. And I, mm -hmm. we, we're, all, we're all pretty woke on that. So it's pretty telling that despite their edit, we're still in the position of where... Because like, think about this. 40 years ago, if YouTube existed, that comment section would have been, or would honestly would, would have been a lynch mob. But we come to a point where the 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 contradictions are so bad, the contradictions are so bad that red scare red scare uh, rhetoric doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Go to the comment section now. Sure, at first it was a war zone, but now it's mixed responses. People are praising Eddie. The worst thing they can say about me is that Malumbo talks too much. <laughs> Actual people labeling themselves as communists, and this is this is the only bad thing they can do. It's 
I, I could say it's it feels good, man. Like they tried to take us down and we still looked fucking good. Their capitals looked like idiots and I fuck it really did. did. They really looked now. like really. idiots. That's yeah, they're like, so yeah. you said it. I'm happy you said it. <laughs> no, and it like, like imagine like, Hannah trying to get a job at the hill after she told a black man that slavery like stopped capitalism. I'm just like she tried it. She really tried it. Cause at first I thought she was going to be cool about this. I wasn't going to attack anybody on that Jubilee video at all. I wasn't going to make any response videos. <laughs> then I saw, then I noticed that Hannah was buying comments. She was trying to, she was trying to hold the. Because I was wondering why everybody was attacking me so readily. Fed. Dude, that is so, so I, so I There we go. So, so I hit up. So I hit up one of my boys who's good with bots, and he's looking at these time steps. I'm like, yo, this Hannah girl bot comments. And just just because how people take information, the first couple comments, they take in as like, oh, this is a conversation. People are saying uh, Malumbo is attacking Hannah. Uh, if I say that, I get a couple of likes, a, a, a couple of endorphin hits. That's it. That's a conversation started. Because people are very simple. People are a little slow. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Uh, so once I find it that. I have to stop the recording. No, you don't. No, it says the host should stop the recording for all. No, no, I forgot. Nicole is correct. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, sorry. Oh, now you're getting your internet to... Are we still recording? Yeah. Looks like it. We're Sorry, positive. it's only it's only us three running this show. I, we're tech, sound. The reason I, is I, I was troubleshooting, and we're leaving this in. Yeah, oh, we don't cut this thing. <laughs> no, no, I respect, I respect. No, it's all good. Um, okay. But, but to, to but yeah, cut dude. my thing short, I wasn't gonna attack Hannah or anybody else. Like, I don't want to be the guy that'd be like, "Oh, here's a clip of you. You're an idiot." But. As soon as I had people, my own little brother, talk to me and say, like, oh, I wish you pushed harder in the slavery point, or I had people saying, like, I can't believe Malumbo made that stupid point about capitalism and slavery, I was angry. As a black man in America, that's such, that was such a hit to my fucking pride. I was like, okay, you're going to get the smoke. I made that clip. That shit went viral, dummy, because, like, I'm not an idiot. I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. If you honestly think the buying and selling of human beings is not capitalism, you're you're DeLulu as hell, and I'm going to show you that. I remember as soon as I dropped that, Hannah, Cam, and all of them were on damage control. I They were posting <laughs> videos. They were posting three videos a day for the past week. I posted that one video. Then I posted his song clip. As soon as, as, soon as the people funny. on his team hit me up saying like, yo, he's going to record this video. I'm like, bet. I'm ready for the edit. Fuck Ding, yeah. dang, done. Um, yeah, that's my Jubilee saga. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. So I have a question. Did um did you ever speak with Hannah or Cam after the after the after the recording at all? Like did you ever like 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 clear the air? Um I, so it was a 3-hour conversation and you guys could watch the video. The vibes were good. The reason there wasn't a mediator is because I'm good at keeping the vibes chill. I'm good yeah. at keeping things lighthearted. A serious topic like communism I could talk to you. I could talk to you about it as if it was just like we're talking about soccer. That's yeah, you're not trying to go in there and like debate lord somebody if you don't have to. No, that's, that's you know, like, I, I don't know why people want to like own people. And you're calling people. everyone so the nicest in the room. How could anyone be mad? You're coming in with good vibes only. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's called middle ground. I'm taking the title at face value. That mm -hmm. like, okay, um, we're just gonna be chill. And I also, I think strategically, I know that if the capitalists are gonna go aggro, it's not, it's just, it's just, it's gonna age like fucking milk on their side. So I know I just keep it together. Um, yeah. But uh, your question of, did it, did I have to clear air? We really didn't. 
I kept it. I kept it vibing. There were multiple moments that, that they cut where I was making the capitalist laugh. Like I called out Cam for using Keynesian economics because the whole H that whole HCI bit that he had, I tore it down. I'm like, okay, if you're saying that we can't trust Cuba because Cuba makes her own health index, why the hell would I trust a quality of life index made by Keynesian economics? Mm -hmm. um, Hannah made a point saying like, no, we're Austrian economics. And I looked at her and said, what? Wow, I'd be a way better capitalist than you. They all laugh. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like there, are, there are multiple points in the video where I'm doing stuff like this, where especially the points where I show them that like, I know how capitalism works. Those, I would say those are the biggest cuts in the video. Um, and those are, those are, but those are also the, the, the biggest moments where you could see in their heads that they were kind of stuck. They had this idea that, cause a lot of capitalists fall into this trap as if like we're born communists, as if like we we were just born with this idea and we just never thought about it. We're, we, we're all fucking American. We go through that same bullshit education system, yeah. but we actually took the time to question it. Yeah. We saw we, we we saw the friction and contradiction and said like yo this ain't this is this doesn't this doesn't add up but so that would say those are the biggest things they cut and because of, and those are the biggest things that we bonded over and to answer your question there was nothing to smooth over like the ending of the YouTube oh. is the realest thing we all shook hands walked out all followed each other on Instagram and shit it was like it was all good until the video dropped and Cam and Hannah started doing some sus shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I meant like, like in in any of that process, like when you kind of clap back a little bit, is kind of what it seems like. Did they? Oh, like, like yeah. So like, or did they just go damage control, or did they ever be like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Did it feel like, like they're always on a script? Like you know, because <laughs> it does kind of feel like they're always on a script. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing about the edit is that they only kept the parts when they weren't fumbling. They fumbled most of the That's time. That's what I'm especially saying, the points in bro. Yeah, they're like, oh, what did my handler say I have to say again? <laughs> oh, shit. What did like, I have to say? And you were saying this way point, I get like $10,000 bonus this month. Fuck, what it, was it? If this gets oh, in yeah, the final edit. trans kids. What was it? Economics is not all bullshit. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, what did you say? True market. Because the market. No, the market, market yeah. Because market. Line go up. Good market. Market good. Market yeah. positive. But exactly. That's like, that's what happens is, you know, like, you, you, the first step to becoming a communist is to, is understanding how capitalism works, right? And then there's two kinds of people. There's the people who go, whoa, this is fucked up. We, we got to change this. And then there's whoa. the people who go, oh, I understand. I'll become a propagandist or I'll become a billionaire and all I have to do is exploit uh, you know a couple extra pennies off of every person I hire and then I'll I'll have an island to myself like that's it all just sounded what happens. right like I just didn't like the term people, communism you know? Corey what are you talking about <laughs> we're bottom-up capitalists here we are hey, bottom-up capitalists bottom-up capitalists I'm a self-proclaimed capitalist and um yeah, as a self-proclaimed capitalist I I disagree with the, with uh endorsing communism Corey yeah, that's, we don't a, need that's communism a scary word no, we need to that's a scary yeah. word and I don't like the words so I'm yelling at you and right. I heard, I heard, they told me on the news repeatedly my whole life that it's bad. And I've no, never looked bad. into it because no, I don't have any time to. The word bad. It's, it's a bad, bad word. It's evil. Yeah. yeah. It's like just burn like burn out so every single day. Yeah. <laughs>
No, it really uh, is like so ridiculous what's been fed, and I'll I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts on like how communism's been talked about in the media or just like pop culture in general. But it is crazy what I thought it was before I like developed a I don't know frontal lobe and like started being able to <laughs> think independently. But it's crazy what is just planted in your brain growing up you're like nope communism bad bad word don't like it yeah. without actually even like thinking about what what capitalism is it's like capitalism good communism bad that's it don't ask questions so uh, do you want to tell us about your um well this i'm gonna use a different word your bottom-up capitalism and pop culture <laughs> no, the, the, the communism and pop culture you said you had some stuff you wanted to say about about that uh damn well i just thought it'd be just um interesting topic to really just dive into mm -hmm. but communism yeah. pop culture um i feel like i was kind of tasting uh the app i was kind of i was kind of serving the appetizer a bit of the conversation with look at where we're at now at a post mccarthy america where communism isn't demonized in the same way we were at a point where you lost your job you went to jail legitimately assassinated and communists and now communists can't even get an angry mob on YouTube anymore. They the the on bread tube the average bread tuber can make as much as a doctor or a lawyer. It's it's we're, we're we're just coming to a point where hating capitalism is such an mainstream. Like how often the Barbie movie used the word fascism? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And for those of you who happen to not know, um, BreadTube is just the is like leftist YouTube, is effectively. Oh what my, Mr. Beast video. Where did they get so, the bread from? I don't, I don't know, but she actually yeah, the no, bread Dante tube subreddit kind of helped. Yeah. yeah, Dante told me to post my uh, Mr. Beast video essay. It's uh, I, it's essentially like uh, Mr. Beast is not a hero. Let's stop idolizing him. I think he's causing a lot of harm. Uh, that's the general gist of it. And Dante told me to post it on BreadTube. And they they were so nice to me. They gave me, like, the, uh, that was the first good experience I've ever had on Reddit. I yeah, fucking, Reddit fucking hate sucks, Reddit, dude. dude. And that was the first good experience. Interaction-wise, yeah, dude. Reddit. Reddit is such a bummer of a website to visit. <laughs> Everyone's Dude, just always awful for so no reason. They're ones. all just so sour. Damn, that was the exact opposite of what, what, what a homegirl said. What do you mean? God damn. <laughs> Except for that. No, no, no. For the most part, just I mean. Want, yeah. I no, feel pretty like, much uh, everywhere okay, okay, else okay. on Reddit is awful. I've, yeah. I've done my fair share of sleuthing and posting just to just to cause menacery in random places on the internet. Yeah, for a place I mean, there's to post really stuff. cool info. Nicole's yeah, but like Nicole's moderators have uh they i think they have beef with me i'm i'm banned from a lot of subreddits for no particular reason i that's you know I where like i'm banned it. from you where? know where i'm banned from black people twitter <laughs> crazy <laughs> right i'm fucking banned crazy. from there because I, I, I called them out they, they, they were they were it was mean? the whole it was during the ukraine you russia thing i'm just like what do you what mean are you're banned from black about? people twitter I'm not allowed to comment there, not allowed to post. It's crazy. Dude, not even on the country club thread. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm darker than 90% of the people here on God I trust. Bro, it's because it's <laughs> just filled with feds, bro. That app, that website is so filled with feds. I posted on the H3 subreddit, right? 
This is what honestly started me on my federal federal investigation. Because I said, yo guys, are you noticing my how much- investigation? <laughs> what's your federal <laughs> investigation? The f what do you mean? Fed, the Just Fed our, talk, our investigating own, the yeah. feds. No, I, it, it I made said, it sound hey, like you, guys... you were like flashing a bet. My federal investigation. <laughs> exactly, it is my fed. federal investigation. Are you a fed? I said, hey, is it weird that I thought that Philly D did uh, drama and gossip on YouTube. Uh, why does he post so much about North Korea and war? And then I and then I got banned from the fucking subreddit. I can't post there anymore. And then I tried to post there from a different account. And they said, you are banned now from this account forever because you 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 tried to evade a ban. It's that's nuts. There it is. They're everywhere, bro. Yeah. They're well, okay. Everywhere. So, for example, you were saying something. And some somebody I'm sorry, interrupted we are, you. We're we really go bad on about so that many tangents. But, I think. Yeah. Like one thing I want to say about Reddit is like, so there's a company. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> Okay, wait, I, ha I think we have to try to fix this, even though we're in the middle of the episode. What? Um, no, no, Corey, I think, like, can you turn your output volume down a little bit? Out? Down now? Or, like, I, 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 something's echoing. We've been, like, We've been having to you. mute you and on me. Yeah, we've been, like, muting you on and off. Is that better? Let's see. Let's I think wait, it's yeah, mostly... when you're talking. I think my speakers were up a little bit. I didn't hear... I have my headphones oh, on. That would make that would explain. Yep, okay. <laughs> cool, that's oh, funny. Oh, yeah, because I, well, I switched fucking my... Fucking leave it in. This mic, like, doesn't pick anything else up. Damn. It's okay. okay. It We're, doesn't matter. We are anyway, learning and laughing and living and, and loving and growing mm -hmm. each and every day, so... This yeah. is simply a learning experience for us, and we're not yeah, going to cut this. Yeah, I was, like, muting this. you and unmuting you, so there's going to be times where you were like, I thought I said something there, and you didn't say <laughs> anything. Sorry, my bad. And I think That's we were And I was trying to be really vigilant yeah. about it, and I was kind of half, you know, making sure. Yeah. Oh, but okay. now it's now we're great. Now <laughs> okay. we're cooking. Okay. I don't remember what How I was going to say. How did we get on Reddit, dude? Oh, oh, we were Reddit. talking about communism and pop culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, you can't be a communist on Reddit. Oh yeah, no, they hate that there. No. Except bread too. No, no, That's so what no. It was. My argument is actually. I was, I was explaining bread too. Is actually That's that was. we're we're in the t we're in the point of time where normalizing the word communism is like the fire point. Twenty twenty four will be the mm -hmm. year of communism. Like this yeah. will yeah. probably be. Like call this the, the title of the episode and my most spicy bit here. But twenty twenty four will be the year of communism. That word will be normalized more than ever. Um, it's. It's, I think the idea of being a socialist will just, because if you actually understand communism, you understand that, if you actually also read Marx, you understand that Marx did not differentiate between the word socialism and communism. Uh, the, it, 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 the only differentiation was lower tier and higher tier communism, where that differentiation, that differentiation was only really legitimized with Lenin, where he said, yeah, that lower tier is socialism, state capitalism, uh, trying to, trying to build that point of, uh, accumulated abundance, then we move on to communism. That's 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 that that's the only difference. That's the only it, it's it's very much jargon. But you know, people call themselves socialists because even back in the day in the 1930s, calling yourself a socialist seemed a little bit less radical than calling yourself mm -hmm. a communist. Yeah. And even on the modern age, calling yourself a socialist, while well, we have so many social programs, social services, social goods, so that even in our lexicon, even in the way we use language, the word social has already been so normalized. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that. 
communism will come to that point where capitalism becomes so demonized, it has become so demonized in pop culture that, well, people are going to turn towards the opposite. I agree. I, yeah, I, I, and I, I think... I, like, that's my bar. That's my bar. I agree. No, that might be the, I, the episode the title. title the yeah, episode. 2024 well, is the so, year of communism. But then I'll put a question mark for plausible and deniability. And truth, dude. Because we're always joking, and this is a comedy podcast. But what I think, similarly, is that... Yeah, it's all satire. All satire, and we're just joking. Um, <laughs> I think that... All satire. I love we need FBI. to focus on the uh, communism. Uh, we need to break that word up. We need to focus on, like, community as part of communism. I think, like, that's how we can get, like, how you said, social, social... That was already, like... People were okay with that. That didn't start. That didn't seem radical. Like you could start calling yourself a socialist without much pushback. It wasn't really like it's not a scary thing to announce to the world. And I think, like you said, I've noticed it being a lot more normalized. And you can tell that like that is scaring uh, the the people who are against that because they are really ramping up the like uh, propaganda again. Like it's literally. What's and it, the suppression. It? The contradictions are just way too loud. Like, mm-hmm. Israel-Palestine couldn't have come at a better boiling point. Yeah, right here, mm-hmm. right now, you see the falsities of neoliberal fucking democracies. That yep. they can't, they can't, they can't hold up this, this moral facade, uh, the, the, this facade of having the, 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 the moral superiority. They're, they've already, what, killed over 30,000 people, 70% of them women and children mm-hmm. in Israel for what? For what? A strategic location? Okay, if you would admit it's a strategic location, a strategic location for what? Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to, they don't right. want to admit it's for material it. goods. They yep. can't say it's for oil. They can't say it's to, they, they, they all, all they will say, the to most they will say is like, oh yeah. <laughs> to have yeah. a base? Or what does Joe Biden say? Joe Biden says like, oh, to protect our interests. What the fuck are the interests? And anybody right? with half a mind or a Google search engine can figure out what those interests are. It yeah. is crazy like, to me that people are like okay with either the the ambiguity or the like like you said like ambiguity, ambiguity. but then you can f- figure out exactly what they're talking about but people just choose to like disregard it and be like no the interests of America God bless America and you're like what the fuck does that mean dude what the fuck does that mean cuz I think it's not what you th- I don't think it means good for all yeah and i I think more people are googling it low-key just because you know we all have pride we all have ego nobody wants to lose an internet argument so they're gonna google they're gonna like you know what he's wrong i'm gonna google it yeah you know what's crazy bro Mm -hmm. reality has a communist bias bro yeah it's crazy yeah (laughs) Yeah. and that's the that's the thing is they they can't adapt to the internet Sorry, Dante, mm-hmm. you can, you've can. been wanting to say something. Go. Yeah, so bar, I, have, I just have two part, two <laughs> Go points. Go spit. So, I'll let men speak. Like, I don't... So you said... <laughs> you mentioned, like, people... Yeah, we'll let men... We'll let a white male with fucking blonde hair speak for a second. I'll let the white male with the mullet speak. Yeah, no, you've been... I, you've been really silent. I've this, been silent. Dude, I've been fucking terribly silenced by you. That no, it's good. okay. Go ahead. Say, say it, honey. You can do it. Um, so White Pride 2024. Here. Let's go. Dude, 2024 is already Clip awesome. That. The, year, the year of White Pride, baby. Hey, I said I I'm black for anybody listening to this. Anyone know? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have to make this clear. I, I grew up in Colorado yeah. and I sound like I could be in Rocket Power. I have to clear. <laughs> That was a close one. (laughs) Oh, Dante, what were you going to say? Sorry. (laughs) Congolese, I learned. 
Go ahead. Be what were you gonna say? <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So I was gonna say you said something about like when you read Marx. Um. I would. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've read. I haven't read. But I don't think Does everybody has to. Does this guy look to. like a reader? No, I don't Come read. On. I do watch a lot of stuff, and I do absorb information <laughs> that way. And so I'd say, like, you know, I think my... I, I, I've never, like, read it, right? Big um, documentary. But I don't yeah. think that everybody has to read it. Like, I think that no. you just have to actually think about, well, what would what would feel better? What would be better for every? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to use like common, common sense. sense. Quite literally, if everyone just went off vibes, Bars, they would end up at this. Yeah, no. I'm like, if you just fucking, it's okay, like what guy. makes the most sense. But just fuck. I don't know. I think. Okay, here's my hot take. This is a this is a really out of pocket thing to say, but this is a comedy podcast. I think. Have I already said this here? I don't know. I think if I got all the world leaders together on a porch and passed around a blunt and we got everyone nice and high, I think we could take Takes some noble steps off. towards uh, fixing something. We haven't tried it yet. One of them would say this is weird, and they. That I think person someone someone die, might but... break out. Someone might break out. I was gonna say out. drone strike the porch, but. <laughs> Yo, that, no, I, I, I was, was going to say, I was going to say, oh, Z, Z will definitely be down for everything. He would be like, you know what? We have been taking kind of slow with America. 100% you would start World War III. 100% <laughs> we session with Z, he'd be like, you know what? You're right. We're going to legalize this in China and we're going to legalize communism around the world. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> um, Joe Biden, though, there's no doubt in my mind, Joe Biden would reveal every assassination attempt that has ever yeah. happened in America. He would be like, you know what? This was some good shit. We love it, but <laughs> but he'll be that he would be that stoner. He would be that stoner that would just like com- cry and complain and but doesn't really want to solve anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, like yeah. as much as I would like to admit, like that eight old eight age old quote that um you don't smoke weed and become more conservative. <laughs> you can smoke weed and be more annoying for sure. For yeah. fucking sure. Yeah. For no, sure. You Joe can. would be like. We all know a guy. Dude, Joe would be like bragging about things that's like making everyone in the room uncomfortable. Like he would be like super, like the guy that's like acting way too high and everyone's like, dude, you hit it twice. And he's like, he will explain, no, he will explain why you can't like say the N word a couple times. 87. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would just be a really bad time all around. Uh, remember when Joe Biden, uh, Not this is not a conservative podcast, but they love this clip, and I don't know why more people don't embrace it. Uh, that <laughs> clip of Joe Biden sniffing a kid. Stop! Bro. It's a weird clip, and I, I mean, remember it popping off on conservative YouTube. Dude, Isn't that's... that a famous clip, though? That's famous, yeah. though. I At know, point, why don't we yeah. still use it? <laughs> What like, do, we got to bring want, it back. Yeah. Wait, what do you, what do you like, want to use why it Why isn't for? it with the FBI? Just Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Imprison know, Joe my, Biden. My <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, nah, it's, um, No, we, we got to keep the feds on their toes. They have no idea what we're, what our stances are. No. We, we it's were all comedy. About, oh, we're just joking about all of this. Absolutely. No, go ahead. What were you saying? Tell your joke, no, Mambo. Not, I consider myself an American patriot, though, just so you know, Agent Rick. I love America. Yo, 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 that was a real point I made in the Jubilee video, though, that 
Communism is patriotism. Yeah. I love my fellow American. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm taking a leap of faith by saying, like, hey, if every American were to band together, we could legitimately have heaven on earth. If we actually cared yeah. about making sure everyone had adequate shelter, food, and water, I, I, I care about Americans. Yeah, I care dude. about my people. If I honestly, I low key made this rant on the. I keep bringing up the fucking video, even though I said I admit the point. But no, I made. I, love it. I no, finished my rant you, by saying, "Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> I, <laughs> the more no, but no, I, I made the point. I, I, I made the point. I made. The, I finished my rant by saying that. Uh oh, fuck! Oh my god, Malone, we no, got no, this. you got, got it. This back in. We got this, dude. I, feel... I made the point that my I that you were a patriot. That that it's uh yeah now that that, i was a patriot i care about my fellow american mm -hmm. not giving a shit about my fellow american that's essentially that's essentially what exa capitalism exemplifies that if i'm saying that i'm a communist i'm saying i want to commune with you i'm saying that you're my boy i'm saying you're my people yeah it was just, just um, like it's all it. it's all from yeah. hoarding man we let these guys these guys hoard and the rest of us are down here fighting for crumbs <laughs> you know like how like can you, you just grip as a communist yeah you know? i know no i know it's you it's can't like like your you fan base is some of the poorest people some of the most marginalized people some of the most disregarded people also some of the most annoying people i love my leftists i love my communists you're all <laughs> fucking annoying people. i get it we're your your life is fucked or our life is fucked and i and i understand <laughs> they have to complain but that makes still make you guys the most annoying fan base love you guys to death but why would i grift with a fan base like this what this isn't for money of course yeah. like the fuck I don't right? know. And dude, oh everything God. like that is always a self-report. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that's just a fed. Self, self it's always a self-report. It's always an accus the accusations are always a uh, what's it? What's the uh, accusations thing? Projection? Pro yeah. Well, you know what is I mean. Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Accusations. Are confessions. Accusations oh. are confessions. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Always. Oh, yeah. No, if we have always. to say what a Fed was, if we have to say what a Fed was. Oh, yeah. What's your was, definition of a Fed? I think yeah, it's important that, that we get yeah. more. Well, I'm going to say, what is Malumbo's definition of a Fed? Yeah. I consider a Fed, honestly, anybody who. Oh, anybody who owns a company, anybody who owns capital is a Fed to me. If you own, if you just have the ability to, if you have the ability to pay to change a law, you're a Fed. I consider anybody part of the federal department as the Vanguard party. Why, why I mentioned that FBI is the Vanguard party. They are the military wing of the capitalists who, and they get paid directly by them. It's, it's Silicon Valley. Those are all Feds. Yeah. Facebook, all Feds, Instagram, Feds, Fed. uh, TikTok is the only one where I hesitate calling feds just because that's a clear example of the quote you hear all the time from Marx. The capitalists will give us, no, not Marx, yeah. Lenin. The no. capitalists will give us, the, will make the rope we hang them with. Exactly. China, that, and that's the game China is playing, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm really happy in this new age. Something I saw in 2023 with a lot of discourse with leftists is that they finally understood what the fuck China was doing. They, China understood that the only way to survive as a communist nation to not make sure not to get assassinated by the likes of America and end up in the situation USSR was like, okay, we got to appeal to the capitalists. We have to appeal to American capitalists, but all we have to do is take all their finance capital and give it to our people. That's all we have to do. People say, oh, well, China opened themselves to liberal democracy. I'm like, nigga, how? 70% of, of the companies, 70% of the top 500 fortune companies in China are, are state-owned. 
if oh, that's so capitalist, so what the smart. fuck is America doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, in China, uh, international companies can only work in six special zones all along the South China Sea. Oh, I've heard that name before. Hmm, so familiar. They can all, and guess what? All those moments where you see in China where, oh, factories are failing, sweatshops, uh, decollapse, uh, collapsing infrastructure. Those are all within the special zones. So you see American companies killing Chinese citizens. Like it's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's crazy, but sorry, it, it was crazy. But what I'm saying is that I'm loving that in 2023, the discourse has left this discourse has changed for them to finally realize that China is playing the fucking long game. They're playing the five year plan. They realize that you can't be a USSR and go state street capitalism all the way. Um, which is something Eddie even mentioned in the Jubilee video that there are like we 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 have oh, the responsibility say, of we looking talk at about Eddie? No, I'll let you we, we you finish your point. Eddie. You finish your point and I then we'll beef with Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, you go. But, but he did make the correct point yeah. about um capitalism had experiments. It, we weren't just immediately going from monarchy to realizing, oh yeah, the merchant class actually had all the great ideas, let them lead all society. That isn't how it worked. It was hundreds of years until eventually the social capital of the merchant class was much bigger than the monarchs. That's how it worked. So what we're seeing right now is the worker class's social capital rising higher than the capitalists. And they're and the capitalists in that same end are trying to judge the formation of all these socialist nations as if they're developed capitalist nations. I'm like, USSR was an experiment. Cuba is a successful experiment. That's crazy. Laos is a successful experiment. That's crazy. Vietnam is a successful experiment. That's crazy. China is... It, it, I'm like, <laughs> it, it, it's, and then when you go through all these dubs, you realize, like, damn, it's just straight dubs. It's just straight dubs. It's another point I made in the Jubilee video. I keep making this point, but I said that if we're really going to talk about progression politics, the USSR went from being literally peasant farmers to going into space first in 60 years because of communism. I'm sorry. Hold the dick. <laughs> oh no, but I I heard that communism killed a hundred billion people times like a million, right? They say this, but never bring up slavery, never bring up the Trail of Tears. Mm -hmm. I know. Never, like they never. They I don't never know what those are. They never bring up what capitalism's doing do guys, right now. Do you guys like, know what Ty right Lopez oh. said? Do you remember what Ty Lopez said about here? New colonizers are China. <laughs> oh, China. God, dude, that line was so China. Bro, no African will forget that when China came to Africa 3,000 years ago, they left with gold, ivory, and gifts. Not slaves. No African will forget that history. China didn't leave Africa with slaves. Like, I think bro, you said something I, in the Jubilee video about China. Like, uh, if China goes to... I, you think you were talking about Africa, right? Like, in them investing right, in Africa, right. and they were like, you know, they go to uh, Africa with a deal and whatever the whatever African country is like, no, I don't want to do that. They come back with a new deal rather than what, you know, maybe America yeah. would do, <laughs> which is. No, you bad. made a great point. Uh, coup them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, okay, fine. We'll we'll fund no. the paramilitaries. Coup them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that equal respect. It's something that it's. The way a lot of African countries are treated, the calendar industry, the sub-Saharan African countries specifically, is it's this idea that they don't know any better. That the material, whether it be the materials that we have, whether it be our politics, whether it be our distinction within the world, in, in the international fields, the idea that Africans are too infantile to 
understand geopolitical politics. Yeah. And you see that in the way America just dealt with the Congo. Uh, I talk about the Congo specifically because, they, you know, check the flag. Yeah. But uh, like you see this sword. type of treatment with every other country. <laughs> and what China is doing is no different, honestly, than what the USSR did. And it is talking to it is talking to the person on the opposite playing field as an equal, as a peer. So when I brought up that China point that when China comes to the Congo, they don't just they don't they don't they don't come with military. They don't come with sign this or force. we bomb you. Yeah. Literally when America comes in, unmarked airplanes, multitudes mm-hmm. of military. And when I mean multitudes of military, let's just be clear, everybody. The United Nations is a is a USA organization. When mm-hmm. you when you hear United Nations military is in a certain location, that is the USA. United, if the USA was not part of the United Nations, it would fall within a day. Mm-hmm. And when you hear United Nations military, think USA. Yeah, we and have a we have a military because... active. Sorry, we have active duty military in 178 countries. I just had to Google That's that and share that insane. fact. Like how that, many, I don't know how many countries are there. The like 190. There? I don't know why I'm saying that, but maybe that's it. Like, there's not that many more... Like, we're in every... We're in every... Is Antarctica a country? What is our military in, like, (laughs) motherfucking Antarctica? Seriously, it's crazy. It's so stupid. Can we just go home? Can everyone just go the fuck home? (laughs) We're literally an occupying army around the world forcing everyone to stay doing capitalism. Truly, that yeah. is what America's job. No, is. no, Corey, it's democracy. We, we're uh, I'm tr- sorry. No, we're I do think democracy, democracy is just a dog whistle for that. I now. agree. I just I truly am like, do I think <laughs> that like people voting is important? Do I think that we need to have a sh- like a say in what happens generally? Yeah, but like I, he- whenever I hear Joe Biden say democracy about like Israel yeah. doing war crimes, I just think that democracy is now officially a dog whistle for. Capitalism. capitalism doing in what capitalism yeah. does. Yeah. Truly, if you just replace it with capitalism, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> and more specifically, like American capitalism, want. I think. is like yeah. <laughs> I think there's a distinct and I get it's all bad. Everybody's getting exploited everywhere that's doing capitalism. I get that. But like but it's, American it's capitalism is uniquely like and this is a this is a high guy thought, but <laughs> American capitalism is like uniquely militaristic. I I don't think anyone's yeah. ever I mean, ever dude, done. look, it's not even like I'm joking or exaggerating. It, look at how many fucking coups that Wikipedia has listed, you know? Like this is this is in like, forty years. He's like, look at my coup list. My coup. I gotta I gotta get through all of them, dude. And then and then Your Jeffrey Epstein log. document. Yeah, dude. That was kind oh. of a good joke. The world you know? is crazy. I I wish I could just get kind back to the joke. simple days of covering each coup. <laughs> and so Malumbo, I have a question for you about about capitalism and like people doing business. So if you like. Do you, so you're you're a you're a communist, right? Uh, yeah. Would you, yeah, yeah. Would you describe uh, yourself as a communist? Patri- communist, patriot, great white patriot. hope, all of the above. Okay, cool, cool. So <laughs> if if you're a communist, that must mean, but he's a patriot, so we can play the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, we I have we, my own. We Oakland love on, America so, here. Yeah. It's just I, that's how it loops. Do you want me to stop? Uh, yeah, yeah it's a little distracting. So do you think like, do you think like, like, so let's say you, you went to like a town, right? And it was like a communist town. If you could like design a town of like 5,000 people, small town, but like it works for itself. Would you say it's bad that people like own businesses or like are, are 
um, like there's like biz like people doing um, business like activities where they're like trading something. Maybe there's like money, and maybe you know like a like a thing that they're trading goods with. And um, there's like a, maybe there's a hardware store and maybe there's like a grocery store, like a market. And everybody's like, you know, everybody's got to go to work most days, you know, but it's not too stressful. You know, you're just kind of like living in the community. That kind of sounds like people just doing business, right? Yo, markets, stores are not capitalism. I, yeah, oh, no, you, no, so there's a difference. There's okay. a huge difference. Yeah, nah, Dante hitting a fire point. I'm glad you brought it up. It's something Boy, that I was asking it's, you. It's, <laughs> no, I'm no, confused. no. I would never say that because I'm not a communist. But you, you describe yourself as a communist, and I. Well, and patriot. And a patriot. Don't so, patriot. So, and patriot. So uh, I was curious. No, what you first think about and foremost, first and foremost, anybody listening to this podcast, what capitalism is is very, very clearly class. It's power dynamics, it's class structure, it's class power. Whoever owns whoever owns the military wing, the judicial wing, the legislative ring of a country, of a nation, and if it is the, the bourgeoisie, it's capitalism, straight up. And everything that falls under it, markets have existed since monarchies. Trade has existed since monarchies. Owning own business, advertising, those all have existed within multiple economic systems. Whole underline on the word on the term economic systems socialism into communism is proposing a new economic system and economics is politics which is why politics gets so coincided with economics the idea that the exchange of goods is capitalism is a very good it's honestly it's a very good propaganda tool that capitalists use because it's because at the time especially when capitalism introduced during monar- during monarchies the idea of the av- the average worker uh becoming an entre- becoming an entrepreneur probably sounded so so progressive so progressive within that tight little cone yeah but we live in the future okay we've under we understood these these terms these designations these plans on how to organize society stretch out into a multitude of things so yes so everybody listening under socialism, under communism, you could still own, you could still open a business, you could still open a store, but guess what? If you're a worker and you're striking, instead of Joe Biden saying like, "Hey, you have to go back go back to work," we decided yeah, go back to work. saying that if you're going to work, we're going to send military you. Instead of that happening, guess what? The military's on your strike during the strike. If a strike happens, the CEO goes to jail. That's the difference under socialism. You still have the markets, but guess what? The actual government apparatus is on your is on the worker side. It's Mars. I feel like it would be so much. It would be so easier for people to imagine what communism is if it's literally just explained in that way. Think yeah. like everything's the same. Everything's literally the same except all those rich assholes suffered the same consequences. Suffered the same consequences, if not worse, because they're graded on a curve. They're graded by their capital. Oh, you have the power to legitimately you have the power to accumulate your assets and capital to permanently change the lives of the people on a class below you okay bet we have harsher laws on you so a great example of that i could say cuba but china is a great one 40 percent of billionaires 40 percent of the billionaires are in jail in china because you know what because you know because their thinking is if you have if you have if you accumulate that much wealth Guess what? You're immediately under investigation because there's no way you are worth these no, many Yeah, workers. dude, I remember when you were like kidnapped Jack Ma. And the way that's it was the- framed to me at the time, I was like, well, that's fucked. At the time, I was like, 
yo, bro, China's kind of crazy. But it's like now, it's like, well, why did they, they just like arrested Jack, or was it Jack Ma? Was it the Alibaba guy? Is that his name? I think. Uh, I think, uh, maybe. He was like the richest dude in China. Multi-billionaire. And they just like, and nobody had heard from him in however long. And it's like, oh no, like he, yeah, no, the state just like, because he was probably doing some shady shit. And they were like, yo, straighten it out. Yeah. That's, that's a socialist government. That's a social apparatus. And notice China, actually, another way to say this is that, Americans, what capitalist realism is, a lot of people use that word, but in the easiest way, Americans have a hard time imagining imagining still having capitalists without political power. Yeah. That's essentially what they are in, in, in China. There's billionaires in China, sure. A lot of anti-communists like to say that, but they don't have political power. Because yeah. 70% of the people in Chinese Congress have farming backgrounds. If like, yeah, I love it, when it, they it, say, it, like, yeah, China sorry, has a lot it, of corruption. It is like, well... Probably, but also it's like, well, we just notice it because someone's getting arrested sometimes. And it's like a top official got arrested because like, they were doing guys, some fuck shit. We, and it's like, obviously, guys, that's we not. We have corru- corruption too. They're just having, not doing anything about it. What top official would get arrested it. here? Right? Exactly. It's like, no, no, they just don't arrest them. So you don't know that the, the, the corruption's happening. They just cover it up, guys. Like, yeah. uh, it is so frustrating. I mean, that's. But, that's yeah. I was just going to say, that's. It. That's what like the um, the difference between communism and capitalism is basically just scraping the top the fucking leeches at the top off. Like they always talk about streaming. Oh, streaming isn't sustainable. Streaming isn't sustainable because we got to pay these fucking writers and these actors. It's like no, it's not sustainable because you guys are taking eighty percent of like the profit that this company is making. And then, you know, giving the rest of everyone peanuts while we're the ones who make the work, you know? We yeah, do filming the, we fucking make the product. Netflix reality TV and paying them, like, 45 bucks a day. Yeah. Beyond set or whatever. And then and, and, and people are naive to how much they're taking. Don't derail us too far. Sorry. <laughs> but the, the point is it, that they're people, not fairly paid. <laughs> yeah. And people, people are naive because they think that they're, you know, like, I think that most people most people are good and they think like oh if i was running a business it would be like you know 60% is how much the operating cost is and then 30% for the workers and then i'm taking 10%. No, bro, it's like they're taking 99 of that. Yeah. They're yeah. taking and most of it. I'm sure when that regular person says that that's what they would do, i truly at least in the current way that they're thinking, i truly believe that they would, but it's like i just really don't think shit's set up to yeah, no. Like, it's just not... Because I've thought about... Like, I've I've went to school for computer science, and everyone talks about, oh, start a... Write some fucking code and start a company and become Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and for a while, I was like, damn, that would be kind of cool. But also, no, it fucking wouldn't, dude. That would suck. And also, like, think about as a normal person. I'm a person, and I believe that I have empathy. I couldn't do it. <laughs> because there's, like, some... I forget the South... It's in Southeast Asia. I don't know the name of the country. I'm sure someone here can fill me in. But they, like, caused a fucking genocide, Facebook did, in one of those countries. It, it, through, uh, like, bad... Cambodia? Like, I think so. Oh, from... Was yeah, it Malaysia or Cambodia? Like, misinformation Malaysia? on Facebook. Yeah, my, yeah it was... Oh, Myanmar. It was, yeah, Malaysia. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. It was, I think it was Myanmar. I'm just going to yeah. Google Facebook genocide, and we're going to see what comes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, 
Which Myanmar. Yeah, yeah, genocide yeah, yeah. Facebook sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> no, they literally, it was like a bunch, of, like what happened was like there were a bunch of people there who had never used the internet and feel free to correct me someone, but like there were a bunch of people there who had never really used the internet and then they suddenly just like Facebook just like puts internet towers in or something like that. Somehow they get internet yeah. and then they're all on Facebook and there was no moderators, I think, for that region in the world because it was like a brand new one. And then out of nowhere, uh, they do a bunch of propaganda, the, the like the militarist military fucking paramilitary group whatever and then they eventually just like cooed it and then they did a genocide and facebook's kind of feels responsible because they didn't Facebook's they responsible. Oh, they don't feel misinformation problems. So yeah, that was my that's a great example of why the Chinese firewall is honestly one of the most base things in the world. Imagine, imagine a technology like the internet comes up by the biggest capitalist power, and they come to you and say like, "Hey, can we like be information for your country?" <laughs> right? No. I feel like. Fuck no! You're banned. <laughs> Hell no! Well, isn't China Hell making no. like they're we'll like leading the internet? The... Thanks for the tip. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna just about to say that. That's like funny. they're like running new that. cables. Like so, there's like a new network that's not based off of. I I will just call it ours because I feel like it's probably ours. But they're they're like making a new internet. <laughs> no, nice. on, honestly, Smart. real. When communist when when the communist uh, revolution happened, satire, satire. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's um, all comedy. It's a comedy podcast. On, a Look joke. at our silly sunglasses, guys. The decentralized web, the dark web, or any other independent server rooms of all kind. I'm sorry, I don't trust Signal. If you can download from the App Store, I'm sorry, that's just not safe. Uh, that's that's fed. I've kind of felt uh, the same way. I don't I'm think like, anything I, I don't is safe. I know. I'm like, Unless if it's, it's on my phone, someone can see it. Yeah, I just yeah. truly don't if think I have anything phone, to hide. <laughs> Unless you've met the developer, unless you've met the developer, seen his server room, or you're part of the dark web, I'm sorry, it's 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 not safe. Decentralized is where it's going to happen. Honestly, dece- yeah, the normalization of a decentralized internet would be some pretty base shit. I can't wait for that. It's like yeah. in the show Silicon Valley. Yeah, dude, that so that's would what be sick. At the end of the is show. that what happens? We, oh, I, I just spoiled it, it for you. We're on season two. <laughs> 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 she's they, the only they... person you could have spoiled that for yeah, yeah and then uh <laughs> sorry okay. sam altman's ai takes over the world sam altman fucking sucks i don't know if you know anything about sam altman oh god we can't get on sam i'm not gonna altman. get into that tangent but he's the ceo of open ai chat gpt oh, oh that guy he's a real fuckhead yeah yeah real piece he of looks shit. like a fuckhead yeah i'll tell you all about him in text via text i'll text you that later yeah but <laughs> if you want to look into sam altman you can look into sam altman but Real I'm sure head. we'll just we'll have another uh, Malumbo yeah. guest of the pod. Yeah, I'll, te- I mean, I'll do a, sh- I'll do a Sam Alman presentation. <laughs> yeah, friend of the podcast, Malumbo. On I'm our down, comedy down, podcast where we just tell jokes. Okay, so I want to make one point that kind of tied back to a lot of that stuff and how, um, I don't know, just in general. And, and then I think Malumbo is going to talk about the Congo a bit, give us a little, a little lesson on the Congo. Because if we're being completely honest... With the Congo, I I don't know shit, and I know that I know that there's some stuff with phone uh, minerals, right, from a cool. phone. I personally don't know much about the Congo. I know there's some fuck shit going on there, and I would love to learn all about it. Don't you know um, the world is built but I want to make one point first. I really want to really want to tease the audience. So I saw something about it was about Gaza, and it was about how once once you get like like the first person that gets killed. Or whatever, like everybody's like, oh my god, somebody got killed, and then every every extra person you add to that, every person that dies, you 
the 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 overwhelming like amount like everybody as like a the society right stop starts to care less right so uh, more people die each life matters less to the person individually i'm not saying this is right i'm saying this is like usually what happens um and i i think that the only way to um make people really care about stuff is to like get really personal and fi figure out stuff about like individual people so for example I'm sure that I'm sure that Malumbo has an example in his head, but uh, Roger Clay. Do you know anything about Roger Clay? But I'm I'm gonna, I'll give you one sentence about Roger Clay. Let me let me think of one sentence about Roger Clay. So Roger Clay, uh, before I give you one sentence, he he was a TikToker with three million followers who sang karaoke to fourteen-year-old girls, and he was like fifty-eight years old. And he did some fuck shit on the, on the internet, and we bullied him off the internet. Nicole is correct. And so then, the, the only other thing you need to know about Roger Clay is that his family ran a concentration camp. So here's a fun fact. In, during World War II. It's called Adler work. He was a it descendant was, of the Clyer family. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, and they, they love, and I, in my opinion, work. they yeah. haven't changed a bit. The and bullying is insane. That, and so I think what's important in order to like get people to care about, oh my God, wait a second, there's so many fucking Nazis. If you just say, yeah, dude, Nazis are running a lot of stuff. Or there's like, they have, they still have a lot of power, right? Hello, wow, Alphabet. They still have a lot of like, control. They haven't like lost that, those resources, right? They've, they've maintained those. If you just tell them that, they're like, well, yeah, fucking duh. And they don't care. But when you tell them about, when you tell like a mom about Roger Clay and how like her 15 year old daughter was a fan of this guy who may or may not have been trying to traffic people her age in his and audience. there's video hey. now of it like lives mm -hmm. you know like it's me yeah. so it's catching hey, up to them i'm the problem and i think like people are always asking why why are you why do you care so much about roger and it's like because you guys mr. don't fucking beast. get it dude the one that i've talked a lot about lately is mr beast and i yeah i'm not gonna go into this whole tangent here but that i've found similarly apartheid south africa yeah, like, there's there's Seriously. quite a few things that ensue in that conversation. But yeah, no, I mean, that being said, I found it a really good segue into some of these topics that to a lot of leftists seem like, duh, like, I already feel that way. Like, like we said, like common sense, that makes sense to me. But a lot of people haven't thought about it in those terms or in relation to like a creator they like or yeah, so with the Mr. Beast thing, it was like, yeah, with his philanthropy. I talked a lot about um, other people, what other people have written about his philanthropy and my opinions on it and his charity work in Africa and how that plays into larger Ooh. problems and stereotypes. And I'm excited there's a to hear whole Malumbo's, tangent, um, but... I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write um, Africa. You know, let's just hear it now. This yeah, is actually... You already interrupted me. You already I'm interrupted what, women. I'm sorry. I would what are you trying just, to say, Nicole? So, what are you trying to say, Nicole? No, I just got so... It sounded like you were trailing off. <laughs> no, I probably was. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sounds curious like what your opinion is. trying to keep the show is. on the road. <laughs> He's leaving chat for an ice cream. I'm call. curious what Malumbo... What's your opinion on... Um, People like you probably don't know it as much as we do about Mr. Beast. I, I, I know I'd too assume much. that. But you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a fact here. He's a YouTuber. I just want this train and it is a lot of subscribers, and he makes a lot of money from YouTube. And then he makes a bunch of content about um, donating money to doing philanthropy there in Africa. And I feel like, as a, a person of Congolese descent, um, uh, you would uh, definitely know more about that than I would. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that.
I don't know one African that has been helped by Mr. Beast, first and foremost. Let's get that real off the jump. Uh, but he made 100 anybody, wells. <laughs> 100 <laughs> wells. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know about the 100 wells. 100 wells is actually material <clears throat> benefit. Um, I always shit At least on in the short term. donations. Ooh. In the short, uh, in the short term, I, I gotta see the wells. I'm gonna have to Google the wells, what they look like. Um, I wish it upon charities. And, I'm just go to Africa. I'm kidding. No, no, you're good. You're good. I always look at charities and donations to Africa as, like, look at what Thomas Sankara said about charities and about charities that come to Africa. We don't need, we don't need, we don't need the seeds. We need the machinery. You know, we need the actual infrastructure. If you actually want to help Africa, give us the tools and machines for us to help ourselves. If you just give us, the, if you give us the chicken, then we're always on your teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, that's pretty much, that's all I hold through with donations and charity in Africa. I would assume that most uh, leftists or people within the left, within Africa, which I would say is overwhelming majority, fuck anybody that says we're socially conservative, <laughs> uh, would agree with at that point. Uh, so when I hear Mr. Beast, because I know a bit about Mr. Beast, him giving like a hundred dollars to somebody at a gas station, cool bro. Um, yeah, that makes him really like teasing horny. People. I think. No, no, that's valid. It's like teasing people within capitalism. Like, oh look, you know, you could. Like, yeah. There's levels. It could be to like this. No, and I mean that's a lot of the points I make in my video essay. Was yeah, it's like that the the philanthropy stuff's one aspect but then yeah he really like i don't even know how to say this in a sh short like summary because i don't want to get us too off track but he really just like dude he like he stands capitalism like he really hypes it up he and, texts like, elon musk because oh, he's winning from it for sure yeah exactly he's winning from it and he i don't know whether he delusionally truly believes that it is great and could be for everyone else or i don't think he's that stupid like i think people no, really I think he's his mom was in the military him. for 20 some years and was a prison warden so i and he knows he just like dude i think he's this is a joke this the is a comedy podcast mr beast is a cia psyop like it is so fucking weird if you, I we had never watched his videos before I got interested in like what the fuck is his philanthropy doing? It all started honestly with this Forbes deal that he was a part of that got it's we're not going to get on this whole tangent. Really sus people <laughs> goes back to Peter Thiel. Uh, the, the Roger the creepy guy on TikTok, his 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 nephew is the was his youngest billionaire in the US. Wow. Yeah. And um we didn't know that before we found Roger on TikTok, so that makes me think Roger's a psyop. He used to, uh, T-word. Like, uh, yeah, Mr. Beast and was a part of that deal with him, and so yeah. then that's why I started researching Mr. Beast. Moral of the story Little there... stories that people can learn to care about. That's all I'm saying. I think, uh, like, well-adjusted adults uh, haven't really watched Mr. Beast because we're good. We don't want to, and... Once I did, I was like, what the actual... This is why kids can't read. Like, fuck, guys. <laughs> and this is why everyone loves, like, crypto and, like, really thinks that Elon Musk is going to save the world. Like, it is a dangerous, like, little cult of beastie boys. I've The comments on my videos are, like, very they really disheartening shit on you sometimes. Hard, but, yeah, all, all that to say, he really... uh 
like you said, he's really good at giving people a taste of like, no, 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 the system's good because then, because I made all this money and I'm a good person at least, so I'm going to give it all away to people. And like, that's why this works because a soul savior billionaire is going to save you guys. Look, I can do it. I'm a good person. And I just feel like that's kind of the vibe he exudes all the time, whether he's trying to or point? not. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're completely valid. Um... I think, to hit your point on, does he really know what is going on? I've always argued that every capitalist is class conscious. Every capitalist knows exactly what they're doing. They know the game, which is why they're playing 100%. the best. Yeah. They, they've, come to, they've come to a point where their part of the game is to make sure that you don't know what's up. It's all part of, it's all part of the game to make sure they get most of the bag. Why would they tell you that this is a game where everybody can win, where by any logical endpoint that is not true because you feeling like a fucking idiot about it only helps them every yep. capitalist know that they're much smarter than what you let them be on which is why which, which is they why they love in a to way, play dumb dude they love to pretend like no no i don't what guys i have no but, idea but mark cuban i, I Stop. they play dumb they play dumb but do you, but think about it this way do you think you're playing dumb when you're trying to tell it, trying to convince a child to eat their vegetables or when you're trying to convince a child to go to bed on time, just because like, not because they have to go to bed at 9 PM, but because you want to stay awake till 10 PM after you're not, you're not thinking, you're not thinking that you're, you're manip you're, you're not thinking that you're not necessarily thinking that you're manipulating somebody. You think you're giving them the best direction because you still have this. It's it's why capitalism and neoliberal thought can get so much into can get so close to race realism. You think, of course, your position is like this. Of course, I'm supposed to be here because you have to apologize because everybody has some sort of moral crux. So you have to apologize when things get a little too heated. You know, like, mm -hmm. like could you explain you know, what race realism you know? is in one sentence for the audience? Maybe everybody uh, doesn't race know exactly realism, what that means. Uh, race realism in one sentence is is giving a material platform to race science in a way. It's the idea that instead of phrenology, a good uh, uh, yeah, I would say a good example. Phrenology is close. I'd say a good example is um, Africa. You would not question why Africa is on this place. You wouldn't think, oh, European nations, Western nations. Oh, on purpose, I get it now. made okay. sure to de to to make sure to that Africa wasn't developed. Race mm -hmm. realism would have you think, from a neoliberal perspective, that they just couldn't understand how to use the materials, gun germs, and steel. We just mm -hmm. had the superior force, the superior technology, the superior religion. You're not mm -hmm. tackling the material consequences of Africans had the gold, silver, and ivory. We're going to ignore the fact that African nations were quite were known throughout medieval history. Most other historical most historical books most medieval facts had african nations at, were known as rich they were known as strong they weren't known as being poor they weren't known as being idiots they weren't no, like they had none of these connotations the oh. idea of african nations being poor being idiots or being quote-unquote slaves is such a recent phenomenon in the grand scheme of human history yeah mm -hmm. in, in human history so uh, yeah. so race realism would not tackle the history mm -hmm. the military conditions the economics of why western nations have to come to africa and be like hey uh we're gonna fuck you over 
<laughs> like it's so not attack would that. you it's say that like race realism would you say that race realism is rooted in white supremacy white white supremacy within the white yes and and for everybody Western talking about this supremacy. i do not um, no, yeah, West, white supremacy is a Western concept. I would mm-hmm. say, I would argue the fact that it is an American concept before the pilgrims, before the colonials came to America, they did not call themselves white. If you were Scottish, you were either Highlander or Lowlander. If you were, if you were, if you were from France, you were either, you were either, you were either Northern Catholic or Southern Catholic. That, those were the differences. Nobody gave a shit about skin color. But no, we course, were the melting pot for the white people. It wasn't until James Brown, one of the Irish indentured servants, was talking to African indentured servants um, and African slaves and Irish indentured servants, and he realized, oh wait, we're all getting fucked over by the same white, uh, by the same English uh, landowners. We should have a revolution. That was so successful, and the only reason it failed is because James Brown caught dysentery and shit himself to death. But <laughs> right after, but right after that happened, that's where you get the first whites only sign in America because yeah. the rich landowners realized, okay, hey, you guys shouldn't fight us. We're wearing the same fucking uniform. Yeah. You, should, you know who's really, you know who's really making your life hell in the violent atmosphere that's America. Those African slaves who are just making things too hard oh. right now because we're dealing with the Native Americans. We're dealing. We're dealing with. We're, we're doing food supply control, and you can imagine in such a virtually virulent, violent culture as America was in the early ages, this was such an easy idea to grasp. Like, hey, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make sure my kids can eat. I'm just trying to make sure they're good. You're telling me those are the bad guys, and I get a couple points if you if just because I was born this way. Yeah, fuck yeah. That seems a really simple concept in the 1700s. Rant over. I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, that's no, what they I know. We were talking about white supremacy. Yeah. It's not the 1700s. But that's, that's, but that's white supremacy. Now. It's American. Yeah, it's American. White supremacy is uniquely American. Still Why here. Uh, obligated to talk on the internet. Go fucking six points for me. America. Let's give my. Let's give me my kudos. Using my privilege. Let's go. Speaking of Africa and exploitation, and I, I'm awesome. sure that the the uh, the whole white whatever we were just fucking talking about, um, what was I talking about? White supremacy. Uh, talking about. Oh, the race realism. Race realism. I'm sure this can yeah, tie into realism. the Congo somehow. I'm sure we've used. I'm sure the U.S. has used race realism uh, somehow at some point to justify. You know, I just know something's going on in the Congo. I personally, I just know something, and it's bad. And I would love. I'm just gonna let you go and. Yeah, just your segues yeah, are got wild. You. I know. Got it's... you. So, <laughs> when it comes to the Congo, um, I could go. I could talk for minutes about the thousands and thousands of years of rich history the Congo has. Um, but to break it down to bullet points, uh, Congolese colonization really. I would say Congolese colonization really didn't start with the Belgians. Uh, the Congo has been a, in large part a great trading partner with medieval Europe. Since the 1400s, they've been trading with the Portuguese since the 1400s. My mom strives specifically to Luba. I've been trading with the Portuguese since the 1400s. My family's been Catholic since the 1400s. Um, so we've, African nation, and I and I say all that to destroy the myth that as soon as Europeans even touched an African, colonization happened. <laughs> like the Roman, like Africa was part of the Roman Empire. Like every, like Africa is widely known. Mansa Musa was, Mansa Musa, the myth of the Amazonians were all things that came because of medieval Africa. So I say that point to destroy the myth that Europeans and Africans just could never get along because I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
But to fast forward a bit to the modern age of the Congo, where does it start? Well, it starts with the scramble of Africa within the thirteen uh, within the eighteen hundreds. Uh, you see, King, you see Belgium, a, uh, a new nation at this point, younger than America was at this point. They just received their independence from uh, the French, the Finnish. Uh, what's what's up with the Belgian Congo? What's up with the Belgian? So, you, oh, uh, if you didn't pull it up, I was just gonna make a. I can make a point real quick that I. This is a yeah, this is a high guy thought that I just had. Um, so <laughs> you know how there's those. conspiracy theories about like uh, how like the aliens aliens built pyramids and shit. Yeah. That, I quite now, literally I just, never know what's I've gonna never, come out of this I've never like I love it. thought about um, like History Channel level conspiracy theories and white supremacy at the same time. But it kind of feels a little bit, like a little bit, hello alphabet agencies, like a psyop to uh, discredit the fact, we're like, Egyptians, they're African, they couldn't have fucking built the pyramids. It had to have pyramids. been aliens, dude. And then somebody the like perfectly theorizes and like makes them a little like uh, cartoon of how the uh, Africans in Egypt would have made the, made the pyramids. And they're like, nope, couldn't fucking be. aliens, dude. <laughs> Because to admit that they're sophisticated, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's the that's the actual point oh. I was trying to make. So thank you for making that very concise. You're very, yeah, no, you're very smart. And I check the, check the degree. The check the degree. No, yeah, you're, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's so nice, it is so nice talking to someone else who's smart. Like I'm not saying that I'm smart, but it's nice talking to someone else. Who's no, it's smart. okay. Here's anybody who's a communist is smart. Let's stop this shit. If you're a communist, if you're a socialist, shit. if you come to those two words, you are a smart individual. It is. Mm -hmm. It does not take. It takes a very dumb person to never question their environment. Yeah. Yep. And if yeah. you make less than like a million dollars, you are a fucking communist. My God. You guys, what <laughs> are cut. you guys, yeah, what are you guys bootlicking for? <laughs> what are you guys, why are you bootlicking so hard? Like, do you have a yacht? Are you Mr. Facebook? Like, what is, what no, is the deal? No, you're living in San Francisco. Yeah, and you, we you want. Can't, you can. You can pay for your apartment because you make four hundred thousand dollars a year at your software engineering job. Oh, you get two bedrooms now. Oh yeah, you don't get to save that much money. Yeah, and it's yeah, like no, you guys, guys would also benefit from. I'm just gonna let you cook. You know, this is just a random thought. More of a, I'm planting the seed, so maybe someone is like, hey. You haven't made the episode about this yet in like a couple weeks. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much. So I really want to do an episode about the advertising industry as it stands now because I remember you said something about um, the fact that like advertising has always exists. Like that's not a new concept in capitalism yeah, either. I when he said but this. it's like as it stands now. I used to work in digital marketing. That's what my degree's in. One cell. And it is. I have a degree we have too. We know. I was just saying we have one cell. Oh, I thought sharing a brain cell. cell. We're sharing a brain cell. I, I, I had this thought that. earlier. I just never said it. But, but it's really, yeah. Yeah, digital digital marketing as it stands now with like search ads and how much fucking money gets funneled through Google to and Facebook and, and every yeah every any, all any of ad them. platform. I'm not singling anyone out. There's just big tech. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the the way the industry has evolved and where it stands today, it is just so fucked up. It, people don't realize how much money is moving through there, too. Like, I saw the numbers, and it th those are not the biggest ones. It is, it feels like one big fucking money laundering scheme, and I'm not saying that's what it is, because this is a comedy podcast, but fuck <laughs> it saddens me because advertising can be so creative and so like 
like you said, it's existed forever. Speaking the of ads, have existed. Malombo, you said you had something you wanted to plug. Oh, and we said we wanted to do it at the weirdest uh, time. That was that. I think is good. Plug. plug. Bonus, you, listen, you get bonus points if you can then segue it directly into talking about the Congo again. Easy, so you easy. Plug, okay. Plug for as long as possible, and then just if it when it comes, it just comes. <laughs> Go right into the Congo, easy. Yeah. So, what's up, good everybody? My name is Malumbo, um, AKA, uh, AKA the Black Alley Mary, AKA the greatest rapper to ever exist. I got the radical rap, I got the Congress rap. Uh, so I have this yeah. song called Mosh Kings coming out January 15th. Go check it out. It is a trap, gangster, kind of pop rap banger. Uh, it's featuring some of my favorite people, a Chinese rapper named Noodle. Uh, Noodle in the walk, oh, but yeah. we call him Noodle. He chose it, not me. Um, <laughs> and a rapper from San Francisco named Lil Flair Goat. It's a banger. I swear to God, it's one of my favorite songs. It's called Mosh Kings. And speaking of kings, let's talk about King Leopold II. Oh, so better known as incredible. the Builder King. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> See how I did that? See how I floss? See how the boy floss? Floss. Uh, so... So Congolese colonization starts with King Leopold II, better known as the Builder King, at least in Belgian history. Um, so one of the things that Belgium tries to do as a newly formed nation, they just got their freedom from the Dutch, is to legitimize their existence uh, through colonial competition. Uh, so, you know, this is happening all, all, all over the world, Latin America, Southeast Asia, French, uh, France and Vietnam. Um, and most notably Sub-Saharan Africa. So the scramble of Africa happens and King Leopold is able to convince the others that he's just going to grab the entirety of the Belgian state. I very much am doing an anarchistic take of what uh, actually happened. But essentially, the difference between what Belgium did with Belgium versus other European nations is that England and Nigeria, for example, Nigeria was considered a commonwealth of England. The Congo, though, was property of King Leopold II, not part of the nation. It was for King Leopold to essentially, like, raise his opuses uh, and all his riches and whatnot. Uh, so <laughs> this comes with a lot of problems, of course. Uh, you don't get the same level of national, uh, national, what's a great way to say it? Um, you don't get, you don't, you don't get peer view. Anything that you do within the nation is not peer reviewed. If you were, example, were to do a hands quota, which would happen within the Belgian Congo, where if you weren't able to build a certain amount of train tracks within a certain day, you would have your hand cut off. Obviously, that's not being peer reviewed for other European nations. Like, oh, what's going on there? But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't. So this happens where Belgium colonizes Congo. Sorry, I don't know if you've already said well, this. What, what year was this roughly? Like, give or take. I don't know if I missed that. Be real with me. Do you guys want me to go really deep into the breakdown? Because I have, I'm yeah. looking right now at a Google Docs where I broke it down really yeah. No, oh, fuck yeah. it. Let's do it. Literally go as deep as you want. I, yeah, we got no time limits here. I'm I'm listening right I, now. I am too. I'm locked in. Okay, bet. Okay, bet, bet, bet. That's actually amazing. Okay. Um... We're gonna okay. We're gonna go, we're gonna pick up the Belgians in 1830. In the 1830s, they're a freshly born, newly independent nation state as they free themselves from the Dutch. They immediately set up a constitutional monarchy, which is gonna play a role in the colonial expand, exploitation. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking about going forward here as a new country. One of the things that the Belgians decided is that to build up the offices of their monarchy, they need new colonization. Like I said. Um, now we preface this idea that in order to legitimize monarchies back in Europe at this day, colonization was needed. 
the European nations were landlocked. They didn't, they've already used up most of the resources. They already used up most of the real estate and, and land. Imperialism, which is what Lenin has said, is, an, is the final stage of capitalism. In order to grow your wealth, you need to be able to exploit the natural resources of the global south um, outside of your borders. So there's a vast array of natural resources throughout the African continent. Obviously, it's huge. And one of the things, yeah, as a, yeah, exploit that. And one of the things you can do as a fresh baby country is exploit the labor and natural resources of the continent and take them back to home. So Belgium obviously wanted to build an economy, build a prestige. Uh, they have, they got to do it. So this is the 19th century to give you, to answer your point about the date. Um, and both the ideal and material rationale for the wildly immoral praxis of the colonial enterprises, yeah, to build your prestige. Um, let's see. Also, feel free, guys, in the final edit to edit the hell out of this. Please. Yes, we'll <laughs> edit it. Well, we're going to edit it. We'll see. Hey, I, let's go. Let's sometimes go. we edit, sometimes we don't. It's, it's a toss-up. I'm also going to fix the light real quick. Did our light go off? Yeah, it did oh. go off, and it's going to, yeah. We, oh. we got to fix that light real go quick. Go fix right that back. light. No, you're good, you're good. I'll, I'll keep going on. By the 1830s, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1840s, and 1850s, most of the European countries are patting themselves on the back for, um, quote-unquote, abolishing translatic slavery at first, um, and then abolishing slavery within their home country. So they're feeling somewhat enlightened now. But that doesn't stop them from changing the... But that doesn't stop them from changing the discourse and using this point of so saying, like, yeah, the reason we're in Africa was for economic reasons. The reason we're colonizing Africa is because we've gotten rid of slavery and we just want to make sure that slavery is done within the African continent. And that's where you get the stereotype of Africans are enslaving their own people. African African kingdoms are actually just slave kingdoms. This is where you get the stereotype. This is where you get the stereotype from, from the scramble for Africa. So this is what the wider public thinks. And within closed doors, kings are just saying like, yo, let's get their fucking natural resources. I'm tired of paying premium dollar for rubber because it's not as if African nations didn't know they had these resources. They knew they had gold. They knew they had ivory. They knew they they knew they had rubber. They knew they had coal. They knew they had all these things. But they were just charging a premium that the European nations no longer wanted to pay. That. Because once so, again, if they if they paid a fair if they paid a fair rate for that stuff, then they wouldn't be able to take all of the shit that they're taking. Like that's why they have, that shit. they have to take the, they have to take all of these resources. They have to invade Iran and take. You know, when they try to nationalize their oil, they have to invade Guatemala when, you know, they kick United Fruit out. Same thing with Cuba. It's like, speaking it's of always, Cuba, it, it's going to be um, edited before I soon. talk about Cuba. Yeah, well, no, not about that. I was just going to I was just going to let let Corey explain something real quick. Funny thing about the light, by the way, the light was never on. Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say your light. Your light looks great. Uh, yeah, now it looks Cuba better. A little bit. Shout out to Shay and his help with the Congo. I'll speak on that point later. Oh, but yeah. by the 1800s, though, few European countries have gotten control of the central Congo. Congo is a massive jungle. Most of the Congo is a jungle. Um, a lot of myth- medieval stories take place in the jungles of the Congo. When you hear jungles in the past, they're usually set in the Congo. Uh, shouts out to uh, shouts out to Tintin. Um, <laughs> But, of course, the Europeans had a problem accessing the Congo because of the jungle, even during the mid-1400s when the Portuguese were more or less kicking off transatlantic slave- slavery um, and their travels went throughout Africa. They still could not crack the jungles of the uh, jungles of the Congo. Uh, 
But, you know, because of this geographic reason and because nobody else has touched it, the Belgians were like, oh, shit, that's me. King Leopold's like, oh, yeah, that's all going to be me. I got that king. I got that king because I'm a king. I'm curious. So where if, in – sorry, just real quick. Where in Africa me, is the Congo? Like, if you had to describe – like, I can picture the, the continent of Africa, and I feel like I know a few places, but I honestly couldn't – like, I couldn't write out – like, I could write – every state like where every state is i feel like definitely couldn't do that with africa maybe that'll be a challenge for me but where's the congo so the congo is in the easiest location in africa it is nicknamed the heart of africa congo is right smack center of the smack continent dab in the, the middle third lar- deep jungle. third largest nation yeah dead ass the jungle dead ass the jungle okay. um which is why the roman empire was really only north africa because they could not crack the jungle Horses could not survive within the jungles of the Congo because they had this uh, thing called, I forgot what the exact fly was, but it would kill any horses, which is why horse combat in medieval Congolese history doesn't exist. Horse combat has never existed from the from sub-Saharan Africa because horses just could uh, would get sick and they would die. It was considered just a foreign, yeah, it was, it was considered a foreman military commerce that just didn't happen. So there is your Congolese fun fact uh, for cool. people that didn't know. Uh, but yes, the Belgians are looking at the Congo. The Congo, the Congo River itself is one of the most important rivers in terms of humanization, going back, back 100,000 years in terms of human development. Um, and using the, uh, the Congo River, they're able to crack within the Congo. Uh, using, their, using the existing connections with, that they had with the Portuguese, the Belgians were able to elevate the strongest tribe, at the, not the strongest tribe, but the tribe that had the longest connection with the Portuguese at the time, the Luba. Fun fact: My parents, my mom's side is from the Luba tribe. They've been, they were the first to trade with the Portuguese, and that's essentially just how uh, colonization worked. They would get the biggest tribe, the tribe, either the biggest tribe or the tribe that had the most conflict with the tribe that didn't really like colonization, and they would rise them up to a level of colonizer. Because it's not like in America where you had the number difference. You're in Africa. You can't, you can't do things like Jim Crow. Everybody's black, bro. <laughs> it's just not going to work out. So you have to get tribes to be against other tribes. I, I do have one. I have, I, have, I have one quote from King Leopold's ghost. Um, he says, uh, it's promised, he uses the priest named Sambwa, who is what, who's in the Congo watching the atrocities. He's speaking of the Belgian officer named Leon Fieze. He says, um, he ran a district north of a place called Stanley Pool. And to quote the priest, he said, all blacks saw this man as the devil of the equator. From all the bodies killed in the field, you have to cut off the hands. He wanted to see the number of hands cut off by each soldier who to bring him to who bring him his baskets. If a village refused to provide rubber, they would be completely swept clean. I think you know what swept clean means here in this context. As a young man, rubber? He, yeah. rubber. Uh, like the resource this is rubber. Before yeah, yeah uh, I would say be, yeah. Before the cobalt boom that we see within the late 1960s, rubber was the big thing that Congo was providing to the to the larger world. Congo Congo is just rich in uh, material resources, guys. Mm-hmm. We was kings. So, <laughs> and, got everything. Uh, dead ass. Uh, <laughs> so the basket of severed hands uh, beca- honestly became the symbol of the Congolese free state. It, through journalism and activism and a lot of post-abolition work, most of the world became uh, most of the world learned of the atrocities that was happening within the Congo. No different than what people uh, reacted when they found out about the conditions of apartheid. There were widespread sanctions. King Leopold actually famously did his own independent investigation of what was happening within the Congo Free State, uh, saying like, "Oh, if all those things are really, all those bad things are really happening, let my people go and see." 
And famously, his own investigator came and said, yeah, you're actually doing all that bad shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he didn't realize that when he hired him, he gave him a clause saying that he could um, explain to the public first before he, he explained to King Leopold in a way of saying, in a way of good faith. So everybody learned that Belgium was actually doing this fuck shit. Uh, and it was on the king's dime, essentially. Um, and then during the 1960s with the wave of of free and the uh, wave of independence that was happening through many African nations funded by the USSR. Let me just remind everybody listening to the podcast, the USSR funded the largest colonial, <laughs> let's go. Uh, the USSR funded the largest uh, decolonization efforts within Africa from Angola to Kenya. I do I not thought think the USSR was evil. Would have happened. Right. Oh, because communism. <laughs> yeah. Right. I forgot. I, I genuinely did grow right up here. in a place yeah. where like communism, like, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we probably didn't grow up in the same place, but like I grew up in a place where like my law teacher in high school was like showing, do you know what the drudge re- report is? Probably not. It's like, it's all the worst news sources. It's like Breitbart and like, it was like Infowars back in the day and shit. And we were, we were like reading current events via the drudge and like that, that was, was fine. That was my law teacher. He was a source of authority <laughs> for me. And so that's insane. I've ironed it out, but I, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough sell, you know? And so I was born, I was born in Dallas, Texas, and I grew up in Colorado. So I know what you're coming from. I grew up in a right wing area. Trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. This stuff is just normalized now. And and to give everybody who's listening to this a break, I didn't know this until literally college when I had the time to learn information. And I, how would you, and after everything I've learned, I do not think African, I, I do not think modern African states would have been decolonized without the existence of the USSR. I'll die on that hill 100%. Sounds without the USSR, Nigeria would still be the Commonwealth of, of Great Britain 100%. Um, I believe it. So they're like the, the only major force that stepped in. You know? Like, they're the only thing. The only one. And it's like, I don't know. It seems like, you know, they didn't fix all the problems, obviously. But they definitely, yeah, they made an impact, and we don't like that. Yep. No, no, bars, bars. And to <laughs> nip my story, historical point, makeshift, yada, yada in the bud, uh, where we come today in modern points is we see the abuse of the World Bank and IMF in trade negotiations that happened within the Congo. If somebody were to send a bowling ball, if somebody were to mine, for example, a bowling ball from the Congo and they were to send it to any place else in the world, most exchange of goods would be te- would be tested based off their weight, based off their shape, but because of the corruption between the World Bank and IMF, somebody could look at something like a bowling ball and it'll say $5 and they won't question that just because just because of the legend just because of the dictates that they have currently within the Congo and their trade agreements with the World Bank and IMF. There's no Crazy. legitimate control with their goods that are going out. There's no legitimate control within their exports or their imports. This is what I this is what I meant when I talked about in the Jubilee video that the disorder within the country only helps the captives at home because you're getting everything at a premium. It's if the Congo robbery. actually had full control, mm-hmm. robbery. If the Congo had full control of their cobalt, unfortunately, your iPhone would be three thousand dollar market price. Mm-hmm. That's 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 so more like what an iPhone should out cost. Of the top. I genuinely don't think that iPhones would even have. Like maybe I'm. I don't know the numbers. I feel like if we like didn't do what we're doing in the Congo, right, and we like 
or maybe we pay them, right? I mean, they they own it, and we don't pay them. I, I slipped up. I'm sorry. We buy it we from pay, them. No, we do pay certain people. It doesn't go to the people. I guess that's probably, um, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. a misconception I should tell people. Like, it's um, when people talk about all these warlords committing killings, these warlords are incentivized by the global market to do yeah. this. They're incentivized to control these mining fields because they know if they control these mines, they still get money. In mm-hmm. a way, these warlords are the true capitalists within with, within the dysfunction of the Congo. They yeah. understand mm-hmm. the material, the material re- the value of the material resources. Well, they're not stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they're just doing a market grab. Honestly, yeah. from their perspective, they're doing a market grab with with an AK forty seven. That's mm-hmm. all there is. They're just trying to grab some liquidated assets. Yeah. Right, and they're they're doing right at the nip. Um. And, like, so my uh, thing yeah. here is, like, if let's just say everyone was treated fairly somehow. We could just snap, a, snap our fingers and everybody was treated fairly. I truly don't even think that the iPhone would have to be three grand if, the, if they just made a little less profit. I think they could subsidize the cost of iPhones considering, like, once That's you buy an right. iPhone. Once I bought an iPhone, I bought a fucking MacBook because I wanted to do iMessage, and they just made how much money on the Mac. Like, right? Like, it, it gets you in. Maybe they don't make any money on the iPhone. Maybe the iPhone just is free. Maybe we can just go get an iPhone. In a, in a in a global communist like system, hundred percent, you are so valid. Like if everybody was just treated like a day de- a fucking human being, bro. Like they're just like, hey, yo, you have this, we got this. Let's like not be assholes to each other. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, and speaking <laughs> of people, took each other like, on a Friday night, IDK. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is like kind of this whole conversation is about being or people being exploited, right? Like that's. The, gen, the gist of what's going on in the Congo. It's like exploitation to the greatest degree. By far. It's hyper-capitalism. What's, the, yeah. what's wrong with the Congo? It's hyper-capitalism. Anybody trying to say Congo's socialist, trying to say Congo's feudal, trying to say it's a failed state, Congo's not a failed state. It's like saying we're, we don't have true capitalism. Capitalism working just as attended. Capitalism working mm-hmm. just as attended as in the Congo. You can be... When I go to Kinshasa in the Congo, there's plenty of capitalists. I will see... I will I will see a Mercedes Benz in the Congo. I'll see a Rolls Royce driving around in one of the poorest nations in the world. I'll see sports cars. What does that tell you? What the environment is exactly. really like? I, I, there are more Mercedes Benz in Kinshasa, the capital of the Congo, for people to know. There are more Mercedes Benz in Kinshasa than there ever is in the entirety of LA. That will tell you the situation. That's crazy. And they'll all be and guess and guess what? Most of I would say seventy percent of the time, they're the European behind the wheel because we have huge European towns that is. But I've realized that most Americans don't understand because if these multi corporations are coming with their own mining towns, who the fuck do you think the managers are, mm-hmm. and where the fuck do you think the managers are going to stay at? They're going to stay in the local African village. They're gonna they're gonna stay in the village that the corporation just builds up. We yeah. it's so easy for people to to imagine all these um. What do they call here in, in, in the suburbs? Uh, projects, not projects, uh, developments. Developments. You, you oh, dude, developments. developments are the bane of my existence. Developments <laughs> are everywhere in Africa. Everywhere. And they look oh, exactly like suburban America, bro. That's colonialism. They look yeah. exactly like if, if you see the developing they fucking look no suburbs. Different. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Literally, that... they look so weird too, oh, man. Oh, no. That's one of the worst parts. Is we're exporting the, the worst, worst part, part of the U.S. <laughs> no one likes the suburbs, well, man. 
And this oh. must be because, like, one of their socialist presidents or something sold them out to, to like, capitalists, right? <laughs> Is that... No. That's what Lumumba It must did? be, right? I yeah, it has to be. Well, that's what everyone yeah, said. It, it was his last words after, after you know, the FBI stuffed him in the trunk. Please <laughs> make sure there's suburbs in the Congo. Yeah. And, yeah, guys, yeah. the... One of the, like, hundred countries that, you know, the CIA slash Mossad has probably cooed, has definitely cooed, is the Congo. And it's not like they kind of did it. It's like they deliberately, against JFK's orders, fucking killed Patrice Lumumba after he was elected the president. It's like crazy. And, and they've done this a hundred times to every fucking country. And we know this. And it's still, like... I don't know. It's just madness to me. It makes me so mm -hmm. insane. It makes me go crazy every day. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. I mean, it's just they have a military. That's yeah. all it is. It's just we have the biggest military, oh. so no one can say anything else. And that's it. We just run around <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Do it again. If I had to no, say a hot take, I don't think the 60s and 70s age of assassinations is possible in the modern age. I, I don't think it's possible in the modern global information age. I, I have a theory. I think, I think we're in the time of disvowing somebody. Is Character assassination is the new assassination. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yes. like America tried picking that up, and unfortunately, America is really bad at fucking character assassination. Yeah. They, are, they, are, they are, like, to put it, to, to put it in the... Uh, uh, what's the leader of the Muslims again? What's his name? The Caliphate? Nah, wait, that's not the Caliphate. <laughs> the Caliphate is... Uh, wait, what's the leader? I think you're... Wh whoever was the guy that called America the Great Satan? The Caliphate is a... No. Oh, well, yeah. It's is an institution, maybe. Is, a, is an institution or public office under the leadership of an Islamic yeah, steward with the title the state, of Caliphate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. comprising the Muslim, Muslim community. community. Okay, sorry. We're done. Yeah. Hey, I know my shit. I know we're my shit. We're just fact-checking in real time. <laughs> but, I, I no. Uh, <laughs> no, when the Caliphate called America the Great Satan. Uh, <laughs> damn, what was my point before that? Fuck, that was such a bar. Damn, I never get to use a chance to use the word great Satan. Who often gets to use the word great Satan? Great Satan. America. Dude, America is the great Satan, though, man. <laughs> this is Every a comedy day. podcast. We're joking. Yeah. It's a hilarious. We want yeah. a new... Big Bring back the USSA. USA, baby. It's so much truer United than everyone realizes. United Social of America. That's what I mean. Nicole, yeah. you know how you worked in digital advertising? Yeah, with... So do you yeah. think that digital advertising... So you know how, like, like all of our social media... Like, Instagram sucks now. Uh, TikTok's mm -hmm. starting to kind of fucking suck. All the, they're all, it, It's like a rule with social media, right? It has to eventually become all ads and, like, <laughs> shitty brands promoting shitty That's a rule in product. capitalism, yeah. It's a rule. It, everything gets everything is ruined, right, by capitalism. Yeah. And so do you think that... Digi and that's all digital marketing. Do you think that digital marketing would exist in the... Uh, uh, current state that it's in, like, or do you think that yeah? Do you think digital marketing could exist um, under a not capitalist um, society? Because like you would own your data. Yeah. No. You know? the, the so way like, that everything it would be free, today. and you would own, you would probably get paid. Yeah. Everyone would be a little influencer. That's <laughs> how it should be. No, if I you're think. You're on Twitter. Uh, digital advertising as it exists today could not exist. Uh, if it were not under capitalism, because 
And this is just off the dome, guys. I'm just a, I'm just a dumbass comedian. What do I know? Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's fueled by exorbitant amounts of money. Is that a word? Exorbitant? Exorbitant. 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 Absorbed. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I plug our website. HGHHmedia.com. Just in time for Malumbo to come back. and then plug? Anyway. Yeah. Well, I was. I realized he was about to come back, and so then I had, to, I had to finish the brand deal. <laughs> and the brand deal is no, for my brand own deal, website. Do the brand deal. I'll die. No, no, we got it's no over. brand deal. Go to HGHH Media to read about Caleb Hammer and Roger Clay and Peter Thiel and Austin Russell. HGHHmedia.com. We have t-shirts that I, a couple people have bought. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah, if, yeah, once, so, you, once you but, read about the lore, be, the t-shirts are funny. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but before we, before we go on to two tangents, because I, I, I'm yeah. sure somebody's listening like, yo, finish this point about the... <laughs> Ended up so what if people want to know what's happening in the Congo. What's happening in Congo today is no is a tale old of time. Personally, I believe that there's so much focus on the Congo today just because of how morally bankrupt the situation is in Israel Palestine. Mm-hmm. Their warlords have been causing a tra- warlords it, for the sake of capital gain have been causing atrocities in the Congo since I was a child. The idea that it's now headlines right now, I can't help but feel it is a distraction to the very, to the very much to the moral failings that America is committing with, through our tax dimes in the Middle East. That's not me saying to ignore what's happening in Congo as a Congolese person. Sure, there is a certain amount of of gratefulness I have that people are paying attention to the country finally, but I can't help but look at the grand scheme of things and understand why it's today they decide to focus on the Congo. Mm-hmm. That it is something that if you aren't willing to delve into, it's a situation where a more America doesn't isn't a moral accomplice in the situation. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this now, unfortunately, they are. I don't want to be uh, like I'm sure, I'm sure some of you say, oh, it's just oh communists talking about America is bad. It's it's we, we can make it even smaller. The government that we deadass pay money to is doing all these things. When I when I say make the connection between the United Nations and the USA, I, I make it, like, just think about it, guys. We're the largest military in the world. What the fuck is the UN going to pr- provide militarily compared to the USA? Where mm-hmm. the hell are they getting Cobra missiles? Where the hell are they getting Apache helicopters from the biggest weapon supplier in the fucking world? Um, <laughs> like Peter. So... Yeah, oh, that's yeah. no, that's no, that's Peter essentially Thiel. my. Com- he he <laughs> benefits a lot from the military-industrial complex here. Peter Thiel, uh, do you know what Palantir is? I won't get us on a tangent. I promise it's related. It is related to no, the no, history. I don't. It is related to world exploitation. Yeah, so though. Palantir is the. Uh, it's a private surveillance. Private it's surveillance. Like, it's like company. the CIA, but it's a publicly traded company. It's the company that has partnered with ICE uh, to uh, find put kids in cages. Yeah, and then I believe they're also definitely partnered with uh, the border. The, the border patrol, probably the. I think I confirmed actually the IDF, but mm-hmm. I'll say maybe because I don't know. If it's not Palantir, it's rebranded Palantir. Yeah, and so the moral story there, yeah, just, I just Real love bad. bringing up Peter Thiel because he is one of the most evil people that people don't like know about and he is yeah just a really big beneficiary of the military industrial complex and he's got a bunch of little little puppets his little teal boys i call them that run the other companies like 
fuck? What's the one that Palmer Lucky? I got beef, Andoril, with, beef with him on Twitter, They too. sell drones to the Andoril. border. They literally have a prototype for a drone that can, like, it, it char- it's, it's completely autonomous, in air quotes, because I don't believe anything that they say. And um, it'll, li- like, in the video, the drone, like, will come down, and it'll evaluate. It'll, like, use the camera, and it'll be like, this, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm saying what they do, so I can say this. Is this a Mexican guy or a South American guy trying to come into the U.S.? Yeah, like if that's yes, literally shoot them. What they There's do. a gun attached to the drone. Oh, it's a white guy? We're probably not going to shoot them. Like, that, it like is... what, How can you determine it's if somebody's... It's not a wedding. Let's not shoot them. They're trying Or that let's out. not shoot they're anybody. Like that, right? Yeah. They're doing <laughs> No, let's not autonomously right fucking shoot people, maybe. Well, or better yet, let's just not. Let's maybe just not. We'll be. do a follow-up episode with Malumbo where we'll let Nicole give a present a PowerPoint about uh, Border Patrol. And she'll uh, tell you all about the time that we got arrested by Border Patrol. Yeah, I think we have so much, so much to talk about. Because I, I have a lot of thoughts, yeah, on the border situation here in America and how it relates to uh, what's happening in Israel. I know we're on a tangent now, but... It, we use so much of their tech. We use all. We use their strategies, their tech. It has we, to also be used like all throughout Africa too. Like everywhere that I'm we're saying, doing fuck like, shit, all this stuff is this shit. It's all I, you know. It am doesn't I crazy? exist. In well, a right now, South South Africa is suing Israel for uh, the apartheid for the part, yeah. apartheid regime, and Israel, Alan Dershowitz is their lawyer, which is fucking insane. Well, we don't no, know it, for it, sure. It, he was it, in talks. It, for it makes it. sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. It's fitting. Maybe. Okay, sure wait, we haven't actually explicitly said this. What is the mineral that uh, is is currently the big, the hot mineral to exploit the Congo for? Because you said it was rubber before. Oh, yeah, I think we interrupted before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, was, so it was rubber, and then it went into cobalt. Cobalt, cobalt. is essentially used for your phones, your vapes. Sorry, Congolese kids. Uh, for your phones, your vapes, your uh, Teslas. Anything that needs efficient, conducive electricity requires cobalt. Is cobalt not the only lithium, mineral that? It's, 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 yeah, lithium is also a good one, but cobalt is one of the most efficient. It's very abundant, especially in the Congo. So they go for cobalt. Oh, I was saying um, lithium ion batteries. They also, I believe, have cobalt in them, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So they, yes, they yes. exploit. Uh, but lithium the is an lithium. actual mineral, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely exploit, they use, they, how else do they get any fucking mineral that goes in a battery? They have yeah. to, they never, <laughs> nobody's ever, like, ra- like actually, like, done it ethically. Nobody. No. Not a, except yeah. the people who mine it and then get it stolen from them. Those are the only people who are not acting unethical in this, in this food chain. Yeah. There was even that one, uh, it was, like, the Fairphone or something, and people started posting about it, like you said, when it just kind of randomly popped off. I also think it was a, a bit of a distract, not, you worded it already perfectly, a distraction, it's not a bad thing to learn about, but I, it was oddly timed, and, uh, yeah, I saw some people talking about the Fairphone, and I looked into it, and I was like, they say straight up that they use, like, the same mind minerals, like, they're just more transparent about it, is all that it is, like, there truly is, like, no ethical fucking i don't know it's it, there's so the only far ethical gone at this way point. capitalism is gone no oh but, no i'm yeah. just saying capitalism is just fucking raged and really we're just reaping reaping the it's it's the like sword. getting End to the point where it's like know. almost slavery again you know it's like these guys <laughs> who expect to get everything and everyone else has to 
just deal with what's left at the bottom. You know, they truly, that's Arks. what they think. They, they believe that they deserve everything. That mm -hmm. is what they think. And that we are their human cattle. I would say the only ethical conception that could happen within the Congo, like where we're still using cobalt is if all these, all these corporations using it for phones and Tesla are buying their cobalt from a Congolese company. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're doing it. They're doing from backdoor ends. They're picking yeah. They're We all know they're getting their minerals straight from warlords. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. we're saying straight, it's, like there's, it's not like blood diamonds. Yeah. They're going straight to warlords yeah. to pick up all these minerals. There's no, there's no national Congolese cobalt ministry nation. There's sorry. There's no Congolese cobalt administration that is run by a state organization by the Congo. That's mm -hmm. ethical conception of, of cobalt within the Congo, you are mm -hmm. paying, you are paying a, a state apparatus who is control of this mineral consumption, who through through these means and through the exchange of goods can create can create can create meaningful and le and less uh, haphazard ways to actually mine this mineral. They don't if it's actually legitimized through organization, they don't need fucking children. It's organized so they can get adults. It can be organized. They can have companies. They can have rules, fail-safes, uh, OSI, OCC, a bunch of acronyms and alphabet agencies and whatnot to make sure these things go on ethically. But it's not. It's warlords with an AK-47 pointing at people saying, mine out this mineral. I need to sell it to some white people overseas. That's how it is right now. If We can still get cobalt, which is what I want to tell people to have, but we just need to actually... <laughs> we just need to actually, like pay the people you actually need to pay the organization that can bring in those profits and help their people that's all i'm saying that's my point about the congo i hope that taught people a lot boom bada bing malumbo <laughs> yeah. thank you for i learned thank you for so telling much us about very good I yeah that really filled in so many gaps for me because it's it's so. hard too when when it really does feel like such an information war at all times and you feel like you you want to know things and you, sometimes you can't you feel like you can't even trust what you're what you're learning because you know that they want to push a certain narrative over here for certain reasons and yeah no thank you so much for just telling it like it is. And I just noticed that Dante pulled up. I think I he, have a presentation. I was going to say, I think he has a special presentation. I think we're going to end the show with a, a special presentation. And um, can you see the, can you see the, the, the screen? I can't hope. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. So, so on the screen right now is a picture of wrestling Ed Midwestern marks. This is Eddie Liger. He, was featured in the Jubilee video with Malumbo and we like we've I think we mentioned it already I think I think he did a great job in the video no qualms with the points he made however we have had experience with this guy on Twitter and we have we've seen him around for quite some time now uh we kind of we kind of know what he's about and his uh his rise on TikTok uh I think it really began with um when uh, people were talking yeah. about what was happening in Palestine, he really uh, popped off on TikTok, and I just think people should know well, who been, Eddie is. He's been, he's been, he's had a little bit of a been, platform yeah. for a while. Okay? No, yeah, he wasn't yeah. unknown. So my, I'll tell you my background with wrestling Ed. And I yeah. call him wrestling Ed because know. I'll give Ed the credit Ed deserves. Ed is a good wrestler. He's a, I think he's Olympic tier. Like he's, 
the man's a good wrestler. I'm, I, I admire his ability to stick with it. And so this is Eddie's Midwestern Marks, and I have beef with Ed, and this is why. So uh, what happened was uh, I, I had followed Ed for a while on, 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 t- on Twitter and on TikTok, uh, and generally, I thought he was pretty good. I was like, "Oh, damn! This is just like a because th- I was like, oh, this is like a good old boy from the Midwest who just I don't know. He's a wrestler and he's a communist. That's kind of a weird thing that kind of breaks my brain, right? Because uh, I I grew up in the Midwest as well, and uh, my high school was very good at wrestling. And another fact about my law teacher uh, that I talked about earlier is that he was also the wrestling coach. <laughs> and so he's showing like alt right news to his <laughs> class of sixteen and seventeen year olds, and he's also the wrestling coach. So to see Ed, yeah, and so like kids on the wrestling team, Ed. yeah, it was like, nice. well, but he reminded me of them in terms of like like how he looked and talked and like just like his you know he's kind of like a, he's a wrestling guy, right? And so it's like, oh, I feel like what happened with you is maybe when you were younger, you were kind of like you know grew up in the Midwest. Uh, wrestler, and you were kind of maybe just like kind of like how I was, just like naturally you think that being conservative is correct or whatever, right? And then you you know you leave and go to college, and you're like, oh wait, these guys are idiots. Uh, maybe that's what happened with Ed. Um, and so I liked Ed. I liked Ed's content a lot. And I was like, okay, cool. Most of the time he's he's spitting, whatever. He's making funny little stuff. And so he said that he was going on. Uh, a, he was going to be able to be on a big platform that normally doesn't give communist platforms. And I was like, oh shit, that's cool. And he was talking about Jubilee. I didn't know it at the time. And so I donated to him. I donate like just like help with food or whatever. I whatever. I gave him a little bit of money to like buy food, help him with the trip. I, I don't know. It's expensive. And so then he went on Jubilee. And I, I, we found you, and I was like, damn, well, I don't miss. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Ed's wearing a Black Rifle Coffee Company hat. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. It's something that I noticed. Uh, I don't know if you, do you know what Black Rifle Coffee Company is. It's like, it's like the, it's like the, um, it'd be like the, it'd be like Ben Shapiro would definitely do a brand deal with them. And they're like, they'd be like, I'm a company that only works with conservatives. They're like MAGA adjacent. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of a weird hat weird to wear, vibes. but maybe he's doing it for optics. Like that's something that I could see myself doing where it's like, oh, you're going on Jubilee as a communist, but then like the MAGA Republican guy sees your black rifle hat and you're like, oh, maybe this guy's pretty cool. Oh, and he's a wrestler? Yeah, that's sick. Gave him so a lot of benefit of the doubt. He did a good job to, on Jubilee, you know, and so yeah. ultimately I don't think I'm upset with my donation because I feel that, you know, the little the money that I sent to Ed um, helped overall was a net positive, right? He spread a pretty good message. But uh, this clip was funny, <laughs> and I think I'm going to make us watch it. So this was the clip where um, he interrupted a woman about women being empowered in communist society. I hope it's not going to share it. Women are more empowered in a communist society. There's a really good book on this called Why Women Have Better... You want, you want Bunny to go first? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. As a man... <laughs> what happened here is the, they're on Jubilee, and it was communist and capitalist, and they were debating if women are more empowered in a communist society. As and a man... <laughs> I think everyone here would say yes. That's As a woman, I answer. agree. I agree with the woman. <laughs> so the question, right, that's the question. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe all three of the communists stepped up, and yeah. all three of the capitalists did not. Yeah. They have babies. Women can get pregnant. Yeah, and so Ed steps up, and Ed's right. But I still think it's funny 
that Ed just didn't let that conversation happen before he talked. And he jumps over, and I believe he cites the book Women Have More uh, Cums or Orgasms Cums. Under Capitalism. Have better sex. Have, yeah. have better sex, sorry. I thought it was Have More Orgasms. And, like, I fully believe that, and I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it's a good book. I think you said you read the book. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. They have more free, and they're, just, they're generally just more relaxed, and that's, like, you know, it's sex ed right here. But, but it's just funny how um, Ed, Ed, Ed kind of spoke up over her, and then he realized what he did and got a little embarrassed, rightfully so. You want, you want Bunny to go first? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm like, as a man. <laughs> and then uh, walked it back, and then she was like, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Okay. Go first, and then then it was okay. But it was still a little funny, and so and that this was in itself. It's, that's not bad. No, I would I would fine. fuck up like that. I interrupt people all the time. It was I'm more very we aware thought it. it was funny. Thought it was funny. It's funnier now. I didn't think much of it because at the time. Because of what we will show you. But now that he's yeah. So do you know who Jackson Hinkle is? I do not. Okay, so oh, gosh, you're so good. much more um, normal than me. It's awesome. <laughs> the TLDR of it. Um, is he's a grifter on the internet. He used to be mm. like a, a Tulsi Gabbard grifter who was mm. very um, anti-nuclear energy. He was like really big into anti and very pro-oil. <laughs> right? It's like, okay. And then at some point he was like gr- trying to do the like a lefty grift, but we all know that doesn't work. And then now... The poorest, most annoying he, people. And then man. he became a Nazi. Like <laughs> Then he was just a Nazi, I think, where he's like literally saying that the Holocaust... And then now he's like a MAGA communist who like... I think, Whatever the fuck that means. Which I don't quite get because like you can't have communism if you're doing MAGA. That feel they feel contradictory at least to me. Now Ed is like good friends with them on Twitter, um, and you know maybe. And I think the thing that Ed does is Ed is Ed is usually correct in his like uh, he's, he knows history really well, and I think he is like really well read. Is what it seems like at least. And um, so he knows about things like, you know, like how like media does with leaders they want to overthrow, like Assad, you know, comparing him to Hitler. I I don't know a ton about Assad, but I feel like comparing off rip. So, this is a stretch. For yeah, so, you, what I'm trying to understand here. Yeah, so Jackson Hinkle, right, is now a, he's a MAGA communist, which right doesn't compute. And so why is Ed trying to like like social hacking? The, the big thing with Jackson that he's done is he has gone like he's gained like three million followers on Twitter since the Palestine shit like kicked off on he like has October seventh. So he has hard. been like he so he'll post information about Palestine that is like factually accurate, but he's like paused on the being a nazi at least optically mm-hmm. yeah you know so like what he's doing is like gathering an audience i think he's gathering an audience of people right and then eventually he's going to go back to being a nazi and he's going to retain some of that audience and so he's saying free pal he's saying the free palestine stuff but instead of making the distinction of i'm speaking about israelis not the Ju- not judaism he is doing everything but that because like leftists will be like we are criticizing Israel as Israel. a nation. Yes. We he make sure to criticizing the Jewish people. He le- yes, he is one of those people that will He do- says Zionist, but he means sometimes. Jewish. But sometimes oh, okay. it's even more ambiguous where yeah, it's he knows what he's doing and he knows who he's tailoring these things to um because yeah, like you said mega communist like his Twitter following, I yeah. So then back to Eddie. So yeah, so Eddie's been buddy buddy with Yeah, okay. So this is kind of what I said. Oh yeah, he also uh Hinkle also got hired on the board of a CIA contractor think tank at the age of 18. So and Jack 
Jackson's not that old. He's probably 28, mm-hmm. 30 maybe. So this was kind of recent. I don't trust Jackson Hinkle. Not one fucking bit. And I would Eddie never say a nice like word to him. Eddie was like fighting everyone fighting over people Jackson. for Jackson. And we were like, no, dude, this looks really bad. So then he started talking about like Trump derangement syndrome, which is another MAGA talking point, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I just... Oh, this one was about... He was getting pissed that Colorado said Trump couldn't be on the ballot. I think that's what the tweet was. Hey, yo, shouts out to Colorado. Scope Shout Buzz, out baby. Colorado! So that's what, yo, that's, what, and that's what Wrestling Ed was mad about. Um, and then, so actually, yeah, I think the next one is when yeah, we started jumping. Yeah, this is when I started interjecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so said, then he started calling him Wrestling Ed. At this rate, Wrestling Ed is going to vote Damn, for the bad orange man. I need to get a mark on Twitter. I was wondering why <laughs> I engagement. We canceled it. We bought oh, it for can, a month. I it was bought, awesome. Yeah, we'll tell that story a different time. Bought it for a month because I was like being a full menace like getting in people because it pushes you to the top of their replies and i was like well i'll fucking pay for this for a month because i was bullying elon too yeah <laughs> but then i canceled it so i don't have a check anymore but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no i say that i said uh ed's gonna vote for the orange the bad orange man <laughs> lamal um bro he just regurgitates a bunch of words he read from Marx and then applies exactly zero critical thought and then somehow ends up at dinner with jackson hinkle <laughs> after they leave the polls and a friend of the show, Gabagool, <laughs> said he's going on a date with Jackson because his Russian asset girlfriend decided to break up. And the, that fact, me, that is talking about Jackson Hinkle. Um, his his girlfriend, definitely like a Russian asset, like that's that's his handler. They broke up, and so that was a funny uh, that was a funny uh, roast. But Jackson then, Hinkle. and then, is this when I come in? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, then this guy said, haters gonna hate, uh, challenge Jim to a match, and let's see how he fares. And so this is my official, um, off of Twitter, in real life, um, I'm challenging Eddie. See, like, if we just wrestle, that's not fair, because I don't wrestle. But I expect to lose to Ed in wrestling. He's very good at that. But I think that if Ed and I had, like, a, um... Like, if we did, like, a little mini Olympics where we did, like, three or five physical events, I think that would more <laughs> accurately, uh, we would be able to compete. And I don't want to beat Ed. I just want to compete with Ed. I think, no, Creator Clash. Yeah, no, this is officially me. If I'm big enough to be at Creator Clash, whenever that is, I think I want to box Eddie at Creator Clash. Hell so yeah. I'm officially challenging Eddie to Creator Clash. Anyway. And the reason for that, too. And the is, reason for that yeah. is what I'm about to show you. <laughs> He's been... Begging Hassan to get on stream, and um, Nicole says, absolutely not. We're starting to see the real you now. No one wants us except Jackson Hinkle. And then he says this. He called me a lib. That's fucked up. That's And I'll zoom up. in on that so everyone can really that's, read it. That's funny. That's fucked funny. Up. And I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't think she's a lib. Also, he called me a lib because I, literally my only criticism was like, Dude, no, the association with Jackson Hinkle, like, I've been in this circuit for too long now, like, watching these people online, watching the alt-right online, how they operate, like, how these psyops work on Twitter. I'm not, I'm calling this shit out as I see it, and if you're gonna act dumb about it and pretend like, no, it's just, it's, shut up, it's just this guy that I met online. It's like, no, you're a big boy, you know the, you know how these things work, and, yeah, this is the only thing I said. This is why you call me a lip. Because I, I wish said, I would have donated to Malumbo. Dude, I wish we knew about you before the. Ju- That's the thing about the Jubilee video. I'm so glad. It, I'm so glad that it yeah. brought us to you. And I still want my money back, but this felt worth it. This is. This yeah. was yeah. Uh, are there? Beautiful- are there? I, I don't it, think there will be. But any questions? <laughs> uh, if, if any, I love that. If there's everything I've done is homegrown. I didn't start my Patreon until after the Jubilee video because so many people were asking, how can we help? How can we donate? Um, because 
people, if you're listening to this, uh, this is the Ooh, first Patreon time I've said plug. it audibly. Yeah, plug that I Patreon. Made a, <laughs> plug that Patreon, yeah, patreon.com slash hey underscore Malumbo, same way as my username. Um, but yeah, no, uh, something we should make uh, a that kind of happened. I went to uh, law school at La Loya, so out here in LA, La Loya Law School. Um, but uh, yeah, no, after the Jubilee video, uh, something I really only mentioned in the comments, uh, revealing yourself as a communist has real world implications. Uh, so unfortunately, I am, afford- unfortunately, but turned into fortunately, uh, your boy lost his occupation. Um, so we're strictly, I, crazy, right? Uh, is- but don't, <laughs> but, but to make the fortunate come up here, the amount of support I have gotten has been huge. Um, I really appreciate the love, which is why I created the Patreon. People were saying, like, yo, yeah. how can we donate to you? Um, like, what are your live streams like? So it's come to a point where I'm finally doing something I've always wanted to do. Like, I I didn't want to be a lawyer. I worked in paid media. I worked at, I could say that loud and worked it for, for streaming. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I've been told to do Twitch, but most of my audience is on TikTok. So until TikTok is the streaming key, we're going to see. Oh, uh, but yeah, so to your point, to answer your point, don't feel bad about not donating to me. It didn't exist. I appreciate the love now. This PowerPoint was this PowerPoint was very thorough. My <laughs> humble opinion is that I feel like uh, white people, especially white leftists, specifically white leftists, have to learn something that black people, especially black leftists, had to learn a long time ago since Kwame Ture. Same skin does not mean same kin. I, I, if I had to say anything, I feel like Jackson, like if I, if Jack, whatever was going on with Eddie or Jackson or Eddie's opinion about Jackson, I think maybe he feels a little bit too, his identity is a little bit too closed in with this Jackson guy. He feels some, he sees some sort of similarities. And I just got to mm-hmm. tell you, all black people have had to learn this. You judge people or you gain allies based off based based off mutual goals mm-hmm. sure i can ally with another black person for example and we are allied within education within uh, uh within social malaise like racism all that shit but we don't agree with like healthcare, for example i can focus on those goals but i will not fucking have their back when it comes to healthcare. but when it comes to like worldwide optics i just will do my best not to engage with them on points that I don't agree with when it comes to a point to do agree with I have to because communism isn't a utopian I- ideology it's an ideology of solidarity solidarity is not utopian it is compromised to the fullest degree we don't capitalists right now we don't live in an angel comp- a compromise we live we live off who has the bigger stick <laughs> yep. like who has the bigger stick they can they can set the rules um mm-hmm. So like I would say like capitalists say this like oh humanity is naturally greedy. I'm just like, no, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of communists have to learn something that they weren't taught through a capitalist system, yeah. which is compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I hope that answers my my opinion of what's going on with Eddie. I think he there's some things you just there's some people you don't compromise with. Yeah. yeah, that's my whole thing, and yes. I've been trying. How and I feel too. I just wanted to respond. I sent him a nice DM, and I donated to him. I think I I uh, I am owed the response, and that's selfish. And you know what? I want to say something. I want to say something to I Eddie. I can text him. Hey, Eddie, fuck. <laughs> hey, Eddie, fuck you. I'm not a lib. I'm not a fucking lib, Eddie. A lib. Fuck you. Yeah. Of all things. <laughs> all right. 
All I think right. that's probably a decent spot. I think that's a great ending. That's a Good great ending. show, bros. Malumbo, Fire. thank you so much for coming on. We are going to have you on again. You're a friend of the pod now. Friend yeah, of the Malumbo, show. Friend of the show. Friend of this the was pod. so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace. We'll see you next time. Oh, wait, Cheers. I had a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much.